in Podcast Detroit, recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. We are live episode number 201, Better on Draft podcast. Let me get all the mics on. That would help. Yeah, well, I, you know, we, we talk during the music, Damn. we talk before the show, uh, and I don't want any hot mics, you know? We say some yeah, uh, some interesting things that uh, some people may <laughs> like, not want caught. <laughs> like the crazy meme that I saw earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Well, was uh, we are live in studio, episode 201, after the, the hangover after 200, for sure. Uh, plenty of beers to be drank today. We do have a guest in studio, but starting to my right... Nick, you are triple fisting over there. So why don't I you uh, why don't you tell me the one that I'm not drinking that you're drinking? Uh, well, so I know you're not dark one. So the dark one. <laughs> so in the pint glass, I brought uh, Harpoon's Flannel Friday. It's very flannelly. Um, and this this one's for Rob. This is the the banana coconut from. Uh, <laughs> That was my little tribute to Dave. But out of coconut, bitch. Thank you. <laughs> From uh, <laughs> New Holland. <laughs> and then whatever this uh, thing, I haven't even had a sip of it. The foul mouth, horse of different color. Supposedly is listed as an alt beer on, on tap, but it doesn't look like a. Yeah, that's a lie. It's a lie. That's a lie. Fake, fake as, news. As a um, aficionado of all things alt beer, alt. this is not an alt beer. Uh, next to you, uh, coming in uh, last minute, Matt decided to call. Well, not decided. He was taking a, a week or two off. Uh, Ed, what's up? What's up? How are you doing? It's good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. What are you drinking over there? I'm drinking uh, from Crooked Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you a... did really emphasize the pecker. <laughs> Crooked Pecker out of Cleveland, uh, an ADHDJ pale ale. There's some uh, interesting people in Cleveland, especially those playing for the Browns. Yeah, as of late. As of within the last, last 24 night. hours. Yes. Did you see that game by any chance? I didn't watch it live. Did you see the fight at least? Yes, I did. Oh, man. Yeah, I went to a concert last night, and while, like, my, I have a, a group chat with all my fantasy football for uh, yeah. my old high school league, and it just blew up what was going on in that game. Uh, and I'm I, like, all right. I'll just, I'll I'm just mad Nick Chubb didn't get a touchdown. <laughs> I'll just say it like this: If you saw like the first half of the game, because I I actually watched a good chunk of it, um, that I'm not surprised that actually happened. Were they kind of? Oh, they were. Go- they night. were going. Yeah, they were kind of playing rough the entire game. Got it. Yeah, penalties, unnecessary penalties. Um, yeah, it, it was. I'm I'm kind of not surprised that the it game was ended. chippy. It was very chippy. Oh. I think the Cleveland Browns had 78 penalty yards in the first half, or something like that, <laughs> and that was their and that's their uh, season average or some shit like oh that. Oh my god! Yeah, consistency yeah. is the hallmark of greatness. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're a Browns fan or a Browns supporter. Or I just drop them off at the Super Bowl every day, but that's just yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, next to you, Rob, what's going on? Yeah, as far as that game is concerned, the Browns pretty much went all Johnny Lawrence and just wanted to just hurt the Steelers Johnny as Lawrence. it was. And Johnny Kidd pre- reference. Pretty much to, to, to me, I, I guess you could say that uh, the, the late great Rip Torn would be proud because I dodged all helmets on my way here today. <laughs> that that game was was absolutely chippy as hell as yeah. it's supposed to be because it's AFC North and yeah. and that's how that goes but 
to me, there was just a lot of targeting and a, a lot of just utter chippiness that I expect to see during Steelers Ravens, not Steelers Browns. Mm. I, I will say, you know, I don't know how, how I mean, for those that are new to the show, Rob is a Steelers fan. Till I die. Till I die. Till he dies. All right. I don't know how you felt about. I don't know how you feel about Mason Rudolph. I feel like who it, is Mason Rudolph? I know who he is now. But <laughs> he's the like, quarter. He's the current like quarter. Prior, I was like, yeah, who the no, yeah, current quarterback for Pittsburgh. Wait, he's the quarterback. He is the quarterback. That little dude's the quarterback. That little dude is the quarterback. I thought he was Kyler Murray is almost like, taller than him. Like, what do you think? It was a punter. Theo, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Not just Brad like Theo Riddick sized running back. Theo Riddick. Unless you're Pat McAfee, you don't scrap like that with some guy that size. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I wish, I honestly, Sorry, I, 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 I mean, there's there's still more fines and suspensions mm-hmm. to be handed out. I oh, honestly yeah. feel well, like. both teams got fined 250K. Yep. Yeah. And then My, three uh, people got Miles suspended. Miles Garrett got suspended for the rest of the year. And yeah. the playoffs, right? Uh, and the playoffs. Yeah. They're not making the playoffs. But the, but the league said that they're not done. But, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, I kind of feel like I, I wish Mason would get a game suspension just because I want to see Devlin Hodges uh, playing under center a, another week and see how he does. Because yeah. Mason just was awful. He, yeah, but you he know, was, he was. That, maybe, that's maybe, it. maybe they need their old uh, backup to Ben Roethlisberger and bring in Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch, ah. hey, two-time Super Bowl champion, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess as far as what I am drinking, we'll get back to beer. Um, I did crack open a Big Bad Baptist uh, Chocolate Rapture. Oh shit! Because uh, I'm. This actually is for the like the peanut butter cup that I had. I was still disappointed, but this is actually doing pretty well. Uh, and I just finished the American Pale Ale that uh, that uh, Nick had passed around. The red, the red one, the whatever it is. Yeah, the old red beer. I think this, yeah. yeah, this the is the old can was red ale. Yeah, foul mouth. Don't. You know when when people bring up how uh, like Charlie Batch is a two time Super Bowl champion, I remember just all the time against Cleveland, um, the Cavs fans. That Darko Milicic had uh, more NBA rings than LeBron for a while. <laughs> um, that was always a good time. Uh, yes. Uh, so we do have a guest, though, uh, right next to you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us what you do, where you're from. Uh, my name is Doug Meal. I am the head brewer with Big Buck Brewery in Gaylord, Michigan. Welcome back. So this is actually your second time on Better on Draft. You are on one of the, um, the, the interview bonanza type shows that we did when we did World Expo of Beer. Do you remember what episode you were on? I don't remember the episode, but I remember I split it with uh, Nick Beard from Sheboygan. Ah, yes. So you were on episode number 178. So I think you were on the first the first episode of the first day. Uh, so we had you on um, along with Nick. We had Grand Armory on that episode, mm-hmm. uh, Witch's Hat, Fillmore 13, and a company called Rummel Insurance, which is craft beer insurance. Yeah. So definitely a good show. Go check that out. Wow, one set. That was only 23 episodes ago. <laughs> How many did we make uh, that weekend, though? Uh, well, we we did two full episodes and two halves. So right. 178, 178 and a half, 179 and 179 and a half. Because you guys finished it because right. I went to go see a, a comedian that night. I don't remember who I went to see. Real memorable. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, so I I was talking because last night I was went to go see a show. I went to go see Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers, and that was a great show. Didn't realize it was sold out. Um, so when we left Motor City Gas to head over to the Royal Oak Music uh, Theater, we went and parked in the garage, and the line was all the way around the building. 
Um, so doors opened at seven. The doors didn't like the line stayed as a line until like eight thirty nine. Wow. So when we we were sitting at Iron Horse, um, which is right next door to Royal Oak Music Theater, and we just waited till the line died down. We got in. We missed the first two acts because. I wasn't going to wait in line in the cold. Right. So we didn't get to see the main act. This is that what's all that matters. So this is your second time on the show. You actually drove all the way down from Gaylor today. Um, do you have any plans of uh, anywhere to go this, uh, you know, today and tomorrow? Uh, I actually had dinner at Roke. Yeah, I've never been there before. So I did a flight and tried out the pretzels and get a look at the place because I've never seen it before. That's a big little uh, big place for such a, you yeah. know, a brewery that kind of spotted up out of nowhere for sure. <laughs> it's definitely got a very unique design on the inside, like industrial slash fancy parts. and it's mm, Classic rock. <laughs> it's in there too. Well, let's kind of talk about Big Buck because you guys are you're the brewer. You're not one of the owners, correct? Correct. Okay, so you are part of the the new guard, the new owners. You know, you weren't part of them before. They were, no. you know, prior Big Buck, prior to you know Auburn Hills Big Buck. Um, so, what is the goal of Big Buck in regards to reopening? Like, what was the plan? What's the changes that you guys have made over there? Well, the plan was kind of to make it more of a Michigan-focused brewery and to really focus, especially first on our local feel in our community and kind of build out from there, you know, make it more about the experience of people than about the sales and also kind of create, on the beer side, I think, uh, beers that are more opening for people that aren't used to beer because Gaylord Market especially is more of a macro-focused, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Bush Light, PBR drinkers, which nothing wrong with that if that's your thing. But we want to get people to try open up their wheelhouse a little bit. Our beer is more designed for those kind of entry-level craft beers. And then we obviously have more of the higher-end weird ones, too. But um, we wanted to kind of create that new experience for people to tie in with the old nostalgia. Because I grew up going to Auburn Hills Big Buck, mm. you know, getting the pop they made of the root beer and the bison burger and all that fun stuff, which we still make the pop in-house and everything. So it's kind of uh, bridging the gap between old and new, but making it a new experience for people. I mean, I remember, you know, season ticket holder for the Lions. My dad's had them since 1980. When we were at the Silverdome, they would advertise the Auburn Hills Big Buck constantly. Oh, yeah. We would drive by it every time, to and from the game, every time. And it's, you know, it's, 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 so I guess, how did it, how, how did it get to, Gay- to Gaylord, Michigan? Like, how, like, how did it go from Auburn Hills in this, uh, industrial, commercial kind of area to somewhere up north in, in Gaylor. Like, how did it get it make its way up there? Gaylor was actually the original location. I was going to say it was, it the, was original, the OG. Original oh, okay, so, yeah. all right. I wasn't going to put no, no. That's that's why we do a podcast. <laughs> just, just let the guests put them on blast. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I just drink the beer. Okay, right. so they're actually at the height was actually four locations. Okay, you had Gaylord, Auburn Hills, Grand Rapids, and then you had Grapevine, Texas. Interesting. The Texas one was a partnership <laughs> with Bass Pro, okay. kind of right. kind of thing out there. And okay, that kind of makes sense. And uh, after the initial, the second group of owners bought Big Buck, they <clears throat> closed down the other one, sold off the Grapevine mm-hmm. Texas location, and basically ran into the ground. Mm-hmm. Is the second mm-hmm. group of owners, and and then it's uh, it's been a part of our focus has been trying to get back all those people because there were investors because it was an IPO. Mm-hmm. There oh, were wow. mug club members, and so there were a lot of people that were really. Really took a hit when it went under. Okay, and so right. it's, that's been our thing is trying to get those people back in and give us a chance again because there's people lost money and mm. people weren't happy. <laughs> right. So it's been uh, it's been one of the difficulties with keeping the name versus trying so, something different. But. So who picked it up? 
Like uh, their name are Sean and Kathy Smalley. Okay. Um, they are actually engineers by trade. Um, Hell yeah. But uh, Kathy grew up in the area. Um, Gaylord. In Al- Elmira, which okay. is you know, right next to Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, they wanted to uh, get away from the grind of Lansing and Ann Arbor area. And so they moved up and decided to try to rebrand and open it up. And it's uh, been a learning curve for all of us, you know, because engineers becoming business owners for a restaurant slash brewery is, you know, that's their curve. And, you know, um, trying to trying to work our way through all that. But it's been a good good ride so far and they've been doing pretty good on it so now i go to grapevine every year and i, I never put the two and two together because there is a brewery where the um um bass pro shop is now if you were unaware yeah it's it's it's, it's called, never closed as a brewery it was like yep uncle it's not it's now called uncle bucks uncle bucks steakhouse <laughs> and brewery or something like that it's the same exact building and they didn't change it <laughs> yeah no it's, it's i i was just i'm like oh wow grapevine because this is well big buck or uh, big buck did it atwater's talked about it for years about going into the texas market mm-hmm. um I I think there's I think the Texas market definitely matches up a little bit more with the Gaylord market mm-hmm. um, than truly kind of like Auburn Hills because I think Auburn Hills has a good mixture of everything. Yeah. Do you guys plan to expand or are you guys going to kind of like just stick in uh, Gaylord? Because I, I mean, you have prime position right off seventy five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the Auburn Hills location does too. Yeah. It was like but, a, uh, yeah. yeah when I drove the, by the, up there, I yeah, was like the giant there. bottle you can't right, right. Can't the giant, the giant bottle. bottle. Yeah, they just <laughs> sold that too a year or two ago. Yeah, I think uh, Powers Powers bought it. Right. Oh, okay. Powers bought it, and the hub got a kegerator or something out of whatever they were trading or selling for. Oh, okay. whatever, but <laughs> well, Powers is right there, so yeah. it makes sense. Um, but um, you know, there's no plans to expand right now. I mean, obviously, every goal as a business owner is to expand and you know make more money and all that stuff. But the focus has always been getting Big Buck up to capacity because that building in Gaylord can theoretically do like 10,000 barrels a year because it's 80 barrel fermenters, 40 barrel fermenters. It's a 20,000 square foot facility. Damn. Um, so the 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 main goal is just to get it up to that point where we have the production to actually expand further. I mean, right now we're in multiple counties. You know, um, I forgot how many now, but we're in a couple in the UP. Our big area is basically Saginaw Bay City up north of the Mackinac. Hmm. And we have a couple like Royal Oak. We have a couple, one store here in Royal Oak, one in Genesee, one in um, Saline, uh, Holland. Okay. But most of it is Saginaw oh, North. Right. Because we self-distro okay. everything oh. besides the UP. The UP, we have marchetti's for the three counties up there just because crossing the bridge. And it's just the travel is too much money to compensate for the beer before before was big buck and distro though uh they were initially under the first one okay but um the second group of owners decided to just kind of shy away from that hmm. kind of thing you know because obviously you make more money on keg sales in-house versus keg sure. sales out of house i mean and, i'm just saying like expansion can happen oh, not yeah. just in a location but also with your footprint yeah. So. And that's the, like, like the the brewery already is set up for such a big giant. It's a twenty barrel brewery, right? House. Right. So like we can like we're gonna probably hit five fifty, six hundred barrels this year, and last year we were at two sixty five. So we've already pretty much D- doubled double. our production right. from yeah, last yeah. year. That's so awesome. we're making that growth, but the point has never been to make that growth to where we're gonna have issues with our consistency and quality. We want to make sure that our growth is slow, steady, and cons- you know long term versus jumping around kind of thing is Gaylord considered like a seasonal area or because i mean you guys have obviously hunting up there 
Yeah. Um, cause you're right by like Gaylord state forest, Atlanta state forest. So yeah. there's places to hunt places to go. Are you looking at a map? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> damn, I would, I, would, I would be heavily uh, criticized if I not mentioned that Gaylord is called the golf Mecca of Michigan. Golf Mecca. Cause we have Michigan. so many golf courses. We have treetops, mm-hmm. Osego club, Gaylord country club, and around the area too. There's just so many golf courses up there. Well, that's, it, it's always, it blows my mind because we have in Michigan, the like per capita, the most public golf courses in the state um and you don't really notice it until you kind of like pay attention a little bit and you're like oh wow there's a there's one there there's one there um for being in gaylord you guys are literally just in the middle of um a craft beer desert we're literally the, well, like, well, there's I, another, wouldn't, I wouldn't say desert because we do have Snowbell. Yeah, I was going to say Snowbell. And Grayling's got three of them, and they're the mm-hmm. next biggest town below us. There's a couple small ones in between, but well, that's that's still a decent a little bit of drive between Grayling and Gaylord. Oh, yeah. It's not like oh, and once can, you head north, it's nothing till Sheboygan. Yeah, I mean that's the thing well, too. you you do have um, which I've been there, which was a fun little place, Burt Lake. Yeah. Um, the seasons of the north slash Burt Lake. Yeah, that little spot. Yeah, I I had more wine there than I had beer. That's for sure. <laughs> it was it was a, a very very fun little spot to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys, and I mean Grayling too is also in, almost in its, uh, its own beer desert. You know, just yeah. the three breweries um, itself. So if you guys, well, you guys can't golf in February, or do people golf in February? No. So I was about to say, <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. Well, I mean, there are actually some of the golf courses convert disc golf. And okay. Disc golf, oh, and okay. for the people that are really hardcore. Yeah, there's there's a few um, Sunnybrook golf course down here in Sterling Heights used to be uh, like a disc golf slash mm-hmm. golf course, um, but I I think Oakland OCC's golf course is a disc golf course too, or disc golf course is a I don't know, I don't know. OCC has a golf course. I remember going the, to Oakland, and Oakland has two, but I know not, OCC has o, one. O, OU, sorry, Oakland, not gosh, OCC. I was about to say, like, I remember playing that course when I was there. That's, OU. Those are some good courses. Yeah, I, I've been – just because I've been traveling the, the country a lot, I, I've been using U-Disc, and oh, yeah, that's um, I just – I load up, oh, where's the nearest disc golf course I look at? Because people update how the course is based on, like, the weather, if oh, it's, okay. you know, oh, yeah. trashy. They'll tell they'll, – and people are really honest about if it's a hard course or, mm-hmm. you know, be prepared, you know, bring a fit. Fishing rod to uh, yeah. to get your disc, those kinds of things. <laughs> um, net. I actually uh, the first uh, when I played in Dallas this year it was the first time I ever saw a rattlesnake like oh, in geez. person, and uh, I like, was I ain't getting that disc back. I well, it was it was like a hundred outside, so the guy wasn't. Um, like the the snake was not in the mood to hang out in the sun. <laughs> um, the guy I was with actually, so he lost his disc. Um, he told me to play through, and I kind of threw my disc towards where he lost it, so I tried to look for his disc. Um, That's nice of you. Well, you know, you, you kind of give a second eyes, and you know, because you can stare at the trees for so long, and you go blind. <laughs> and then I saw, so because I, I, I have all flash discs, like bright pink, mm. bright yellow. And he's like, oh, you know, I wanted all my putters to be black, and all my, or my drivers to be black, and all my putters to be this color. I'm like, no, I just don't want to lose discs. That's so progressive <laughs> of him. In the in the twenty four a uh, twenty four whole course, he lost like four discs, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't even I, – I can't even – I don't know what to do with that. I mean, that's like no. almost like 60, 70 bucks. Right I was going to say, that's a, that's a lot of money. Yeah, what is what is your, uh, your your beer of choice while you're disking? <sighs> I mean, I would never condone drinking in public, uh, on public <laughs> lands. <laughs> but if you were to drink while you were playing disc golf. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Um 
I really, honestly, I don't really drink when I disc. When I'm on the golf course, I okay, I'll I'll drink. golf course then. Well, usually, you know, I'm not smuggling beers in because that's not allowed. No, so, um, <laughs> no, you know, two hearted no. or all day or something like that. Some IPA that's kind of simple or, or you know, screwdrivers. I go with some. I want something citrusy. Like I, I love a lining kugel or, a, you know, I, I know as much as it's not craft beer, but I, I want when when it's hot and it's like. I'm outside yeah. in the sun. Mm-hmm. I want something nice, crisp, easy to drink, and I I can't do like a light lager because it just has that beer flavored beer taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want just something something tasteful. So definitely something um, a little bit more fruity, citrusy, easy to drink. Like I would love um, soft parade. Like oh, I can yeah. crush or the shandy. Yeah, the soft parade shandy. Yeah. Too, yeah. 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 Because you um, might get a little messed up with with soft parade. I'm about to say, well, I've already percent down yeah. slowly but surely. It was with like the shandy, 11. right? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now even the original version is now like what a seven and a half, eight, seven eight. Yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. being a eleven. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was originally. Along with golf, what brings people up to Gaylord? Uh, Gaylord is besides being golf, and obviously we have a ton of lakes up there. It's so a lot of fishing and boating. Um, in the wintertime, though, we have a ton of snowmobile trails. Like we even we have uh, Trail Seven, which one of the main trails in the area is actually on the Big Buck property. So you actually trail right by the windows where the brew house is, and you could park right at the brewery and walk right in. <laughs> That's cool. Park your snowmobile like yeah. right there. <laughs> and then um, obviously hunting. You mentioned ice fishing and stuff like that. But you know, obviously, like most areas up there, when the winter hits, it all depends. If you don't get the right kind of snow, people aren't up there for skiing or snowmobiling or boarding. Where's Where's the nearest uh, hill? Uh, Treetops has one. And, oh, do they really? And Boyne Mountain. Obviously, the bigger one yeah, is Boyne, Boyne Mountain. Yeah, but Treetops does have one and ski lifts and stuff like that, too. So What's that? Treetops does have like a ski lift with theirs and oh, okay. stuff like that. I don't know how extensive it is. I'm not really a skier. I grew up in Florida, so I don't really like the cold. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> you chose Gaylord. Yeah, Michigan. I obviously like to suffer. <laughs> Brew more beer. Mm. Well, you know, it's easier to warm up. And it's hot, harder to cool down. It's cool. 95 yes. degrees, 95 percent humidity all the right. time. You can only true. take off so many layers. And Florida's been ruined by people moving down there. Old people, uh, yeah. yeah. And also sea level. I mean, it is people <laughs> usually from Michigan moving down there. Michigan and Canada. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's on the Gulf Coast. That's the good side. It's the uh, East Coast I grew up on. That's where you get all the New Yorkers and people from Jersey and Jersey. Mm, and they're, and they're the like East buying Coast. a property. So you uh, that's that's um, Merritt Island. I was uh, Orlando area. I was. I'm further south. I'm like north of Miami, like West. Isn't Palm. Orlando okay. in the middle? Uh, no, or- Orlando's at the top right. Yeah, or- like Orla- us, Orlando's Carolina. like about a half hour drive from the water because you mm. basically because uh, Disney owns everything. Yeah, um, <laughs> you have to go around Disney to get the water. When I <laughs> flew, you go to Disney, and then there's water. I flew into Orlando a couple years ago and had to drive over to Merritt Island and. Um, by the time I got there, because I I had to fly on the next flight over, and of course that flight got delayed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll get there when I get there. Um, but that's that's actually where I learned where A1A is, Beachwood Avenue. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> I, grew up, I was only about eight miles from A1A. Wow. So. Hey, Rob Van Winkle. So I uh, <laughs> I, I cracked open the alt beer, and that I, did go around. I like it. Yeah. It's, I, what's the name of it? It's a Alpine Alt. Just because Gaylord is known as the Alpine Village, we have a sister city in Switzerland. Oh, cool! And so, uh, like I said, we when we first opened up, um, and they were, we were working on the building before we were open. Everyone was bringing their own beer in to kind of drink after work, and so there was a lot of bush and stuff like that there. And uh, we found out that the owners lived in Dusseldorf, and it's like, well, let's go make them a beer for so we can have our own beer to drink when we're mm-hmm. working. And so we made a small batch of it, and it was gone in like two weeks. <laughs> so wow. we we're like, all right, we have to. That's one of our big beers. We got to make once we open up and. You know, granted, alt beers are pretty hard to sell in the market because people don't really know what alt beer is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's two really there's two really big alt beers that people don't even know are alt beers because they're both labeled as ambers. Lighthouse, mm-hmm. Lighthouse, <laughs> yeah. and Alaskan. Mm-hmm. That's right, the Alaskan, Alaskan amber. amber is an alt beer. Yeah, um, and it says it right on there too. And nobody they just they just think amber red. Um, but I American red. <laughs> that is not an alt beer. Because I used to brew it, your boy. And that lighthouse amber, that malt bill when you mash in, is one of the best smelling things in the world. Oh, nice. Walking in on that day is like, oh god, yes. I I, I oh. tell you what, I did not enjoy my trip to Sheboygan. Um, I was the city or the brewery. The brewery itself. <laughs> um, I do like the beer, but the the beers that weren't their their standards that that I've had before. Mm-hmm. Nothing really like I. I Going to be fair, um, that was probably the sixth brewery I was at that day. It's <laughs> a lot of travel time to get to Sheboygan for a brewery, right? <laughs> right. right. Uh, well, that's—I mean—you have to stop at breweries on the way up there. Oh, to go to the UP again? Yeah, yeah. Because I—I actually went into uh, Saint Ignace, um, yeah. so I stopped at Beer to Mac before I crossed I like the bridge. Their food is killer. Um, and I stopped at uh, I think one of like the hotels right in the uh, the city to sleep for an hour or two before I crossed the bridge. So I'm like, I ain't doing this. Um, yeah, Sheboygan, that, that whole trip, because that's where I went to Burt Lake. Oh, yeah. um, I wound up going to Snowbelt. I didn't go to uh, – I don't think Big Buck – that might have been when it Big Buck was closed. Time, yeah. um, I was at Snowbelt the other night for a business after hours. So, I mean, I have a good relationship with Nate. He's a friend of mine. So. I was going to say, yeah, how, do, how does that work with two breweries <clears throat> within close proximity? Well, um, me, me and Nate used to work at the factory in town together. Okay. And so he left to start Snowbelt, and I left to go to Sheboygan. Mm. And um, we've kind of when we were working together, we always talked about homebrew recipes, and it's kind of it's a really kind of different market since they're like right in downtown, and they have music like every Friday. They're a little more of the younger, kind of trendier kind of crowd, and they do like New Englands, and because they have a smaller system, so they can cycle through mm. stuff faster. Like our system is twenty, so and ours is a three hundred person restaurant, so we usually get the bigger groups and the um, the older demographic who you know want to sit down with the family and that kind of stuff, and so it's. We can fit both markets because there's enough people in town, and people go back and forth depending on kind of what they're in the mood for. So it's not too bad. Did you open Tree Stand? Uh, I did for me. I have another one right here. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw it open. I was like, yeah. Bring that around. All right. What is uh, Tree Stand? Tree Stand is our 3.7% Bohemian Pilsner. It's basically the – we designed it to be a deer camp beer. Um, so it's Stroh's. <laughs> No. <laughs> Stroh's is not a deer camp beer, at least not where I'm at. You, you don't see the giant orange boxes of bush light that say Buck Hunter on it. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's Big Buck Hunter. I'm sorry, it says Big Buck Hunter, which I'm not very happy about, but I can't do much about that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why? You don't want to go up against Anheuser-Busch's uh, lawyers? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, it does seem kind of like one of those cease and, cease and desist things that you know we've seen from the likes of Bells or Stone did Dogfish Adams. That you know that you you see those things where it's like you come so somebody comes so close to one of the bigger craft breweries yeah. that all of a sudden they're sending their, their their lawyers at you and and when you're too small to go after them. That yeah. it, it feels like you're just kind of being bullied in a way. Yeah, when they can do four motions and hold up something in court probably for three months and you're paying lawyer fees for three months as a small brewery versus a big brewery, that's a big difference in pocket change right there. Yeah. And I mean the way the branding is, it has Big Buck Hunter and then it says the video game underneath it. So it's mm, there's a yeah. Big Buck game Hunter and so it's it's 
it's very close where if you're willing to fight it, you probably could win. But at the same time, it's like, do you really want to spend six months to a year like Stone has been doing against Keystone? Oh, against Keystone? Taken? Oh, right. true. And, 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 have, and that would Stone's be the one. a much, much bigger brewery. They're one of the bigger ones in the country. Yeah, so. and I mean, that, that would be the one to point to because, I mean, there's there's been cease and desist letters for less. Yeah. <laughs> for, for much less. Um, I, was, but, I was actually checking to see if there is an update, and there hasn't been any update since March 2019. To what, the Stone the, Keystone? Yeah, Stone Keystone. This has been going I, on I understand, for, Keystone got the cease and desist. They can't use it. Almost two years. I remember hearing a couple months ago. Hmm. but uh, I don't think they stopped. I'm pretty sure I see. I, they they might have changed the uh, um, the label, because that's, that's all it was was a label okay. issue. The C&D wasn't on Keystone. It was on the Stone. The stone part, yeah. The Stone part, mm-hmm. because it was... Potentially confusion in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, am, am I kind of hazy? Is it Miller and Anheuser? Or is it Miller? Mil- and... It's Miller Coors. Miller uh, Coors, because one of those is in the... they didn't give all the information in the court case, and so that's what happened. Where the judge was like, "You withheld right evidence." And I'm not sure if that was the Miller Bud Light fight or if that was the Miller Stone fight. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. So in in the United States, Miller Coors is separated from Anheuser Busch. Um, I believe that's the United States and Canada. Um, but then it gets like it gets really, really foggy because like Labatt is part of that whole thing, and Constellation owns Labatt in some places, and I couldn't tell you who owns who and where and why. Like it's got to yeah. be like a bunch of red lines. Like it's like a if, distributor map. Yeah, <laughs> it's, if, it's if, if 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 in America this company is separate yeah. from this company, but if you're in Canada, <laughs> right? Labatt is on its own. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit crazy. What is a beer from your homebrew uh, recipes that did not scale up that you were kind of disappointed? Um, well, it's I didn't scale it up from our I scaled up from my home to the nano, which are we have a one barrel nano system. Okay, and then we have the twenty barrel brew house, and I made uh, an Irish foreign stout for St. Patty's Day called Irish Dropkick, where I used marshmallows and then I soaked the cocoa nibs and Jameson. Oh, and then geez. aged it on that. <laughs> Damn. And so it was kind of like an Irish car bomb. Sure, yeah. But the Damn. cost of scaling up that cocoa nib Jameson was just a little too much money. Yeah. So yeah. like that, the porter I brought the Moonless Night with the marshmallows, we, we took the marshmallow component and moved it into that beer. And we had another stout that had the vanilla X, and we kind of just merged those two together. In okay. One. So mm. I, I have fun, but I typically design most of the small batch beers so that they are scalable, or at least cost-effectively scalable. Mm. Unless I do something once in a while where I'm just like, yeah, this is... You know, eight pounds of peanut butter and we lost half the beer. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what I've been noticing a lot of is there have been companies like Motor City Gas has been buying um, mistakes, uh, keg mistakes from breweries. And what they've been doing is they've been taking it and distilling it. Oh, yeah. um, so they have uh, coming out next week, which I'm going to bring on the show, uh, Bolt 11 or Bolt 12, which is going to be from uh, one of Axel's uh, final kegs. Um, I believe wow. it was one of their pale ales. Uh, they also have a Cellarman's keg um, that they're turning into a brandy. Really? So I got to taste the brandy last night, so shout out. I don't know the name of the bartender. Um, I think he's actually the distiller over there, by the way he was talking. Um, <laughs> but shout out to him over there at Motor City uh, Gas to uh, allow me to try that. I did not get any brandy from it, though. Like, it tasted like bourbon. It was the weird. Like, he's like, um, he's like, what did you think? I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good bourbon. He's like, that's a brandy. I'm like, that ain't no brandy. <laughs> um, but he uh, he knows, obviously, the guys from Sellermans really well. I actually ran into Andy, who's now at Urban Rest. Um, he was walking down 4th Street when I was heading to the concert. Um, you could see him because, obviously, like most brewers, he was wearing shorts. Um, 
What was a happy accident maybe that you had at the uh, the brewery? Something that you didn't think was going to be as good as it was? Uh, it could have been on the nano, could have been on the large scale. Um, we had uh, when we first started off with this equipment, we uh, had some issues where the mash temp kept on rising up, even though we were trying to we turn it off. It kept on rising and rising. And so, our first version of our milk stout. Um, the mash temp got way too high and it developed a smoky astringency from all the roasted malts and it was like, oh man, we're going to have to dump one of our first beers. This is going to suck. This is 500 gallons of beer. And then, you know, we found a, a vanilla option and we put that in there, um, a vanilla puree versus a vanilla extract and we let it sit on there for like a week or so and eventually it just mellowed out the astringency and smokiness and ended up being a, our snowshoe stout, which people really like the 4% Stout with vanilla character to it, and I was gonna say a four percent stout. I'd definitely yeah for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. Right. I love the darker beers, but they're usually always higher on the alcohol content. No. I just can't. Um, then again, you're talking to the guy who was drinking. I drank a triple last night from Lily's, and it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit, living in Metro Detroit all this time, I've never been to Lily's. I've been to every single brewery, including Boston. Uh, over in Royal Oak, oh, I I, yeah, years yeah. Ago. they're still they're still brewing. Really? Yep. I haven't been there since. They, so Jolly Pumpkin took over the front. Okay. Um, and they're just bringing in beers. Um, but Boston's brewing in the used to be called like the Monk Tap Room or something like that. It was behind Boston. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's where Boston is now. So Jolly so Pumpkins in the front. Space, are they? Well, it's the same company. It's uh, Northern oh, United the Brewers. Oh, okay. And so yeah. that's how Jolly Pumpkin was able to have another tasting room because Boston had a over three barrel brewing system. Or yeah, whatever. something like that. There's, there's, you know, rules, regulations, yeah, a bunch of new ones, different things that definitely not. Uh, I mean, if Matt was here, he'd be upset and try to, you know, change the laws right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to fight the laws. Law fight the laws. I don't know about change, Jeez. but I like to see the distro law go up a little higher. But well, distribution. Yeah, because I mean, you're you're doubling going from two fifty to five hundred this year. You're probably yeah. going to be increasing a little bit, especially if you're going to start, you know, destroying the bars, restaurants, um, yeah. even more so than what you are now. Yeah. Um, what do you want to? Do you want to see us mirror um, what other states are locally, or do you think it's, there just needs to be a little incremental process and maybe? Because right now on the books. Um, they're trying to change it to 2,000. I think 2,500. Uh, Eastern Market is trying to yeah, pushing for that. Yeah. yeah. Do and, they come down a little bit then? In, in-house sales will not count, count towards right. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. They never did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they okay. did, yes. Oh, yeah, it's total barely. Oh, it's because it's your production. Your barely yep. based on production mm-hmm. versus what you sell. And because yeah. I know, like, in – I'm not sure the exact numbers at, like, Ohio and all the ones, but I know some of those are 5,000, some are 10,000. No, they're, oh, they're Ohio's all – all Some are no limit, you know. Oh, Ohio's they're, something like a like a million. They're all 25,000 <laughs> <they're all laughs> yeah. 25, and, so, and above. Oh and so, like, I, I just don't – I mean, I understand why it's 1,000 for Michigan because of the tiers and all that stuff and the past regulations and all There's that There's tiers thing. in other states, yeah, too. I, was gonna I know, say, but, but what sh- I'm saying is the strength of what happened versus yes. – in Michigan versus other states. and Because Michigan's had a big brewing, you know – industry for a lot faster than like illinois and ohio has like they're now not now but recently. what's what's happening in ohio is what happened to michigan three years ago yeah. four years ago like that that change but yeah. ohio laws you got to think though ohio also had a, a max abv cap yeah. just a few years ago that right. k6 signed yeah. over because i mean that was because that was i think it was at the time and actually we were, we were talking about it where um I can't remember what brewery it was. Was looking into getting into the state, Brewdog? and and I almost I almost want to say Evil Twin, but I don't think it was them. But they decided not to go to Ohio. Oh, yeah, it was a because, brewery. Yeah, because uh, they just was it, was it Stone? 
because I think they went to North Ooh, Carolina. Yeah, it might have been, they were, been. They were they were gonna go to Ohio, but Ohio wouldn't raise the cap. They had a lot of money was coming from at that time, uh, yeah. Miller Coors, uh, Molson Coors, whatever it was at that time. And, and I mean, at the time you had, um, um, well, I, I, I've kind of come up with a new name for them now. So now I'm calling them San Grand Grand Rapids. Uh, <laughs> that San Grand San Grand Rapids. They had a version of their 15 State of the Union breakfast stout that they had to change the ABV because that normally kicks off here at 12, 12 and a half percent. And they had to make a special batch for Ohio to put it at 11.9 in order to sell it in Ohio. What was crazy is, you know what brewery existed during those laws was Hoppin' Frog. <laughs> and they do not fuck around with their ABV. Their shandies are 7%. Oh Tequila Turbo? Their, their, beers, their beers are amazing. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that was the, that their, they had a, the double pumpkin barrel-aged beer. It was the, the one, one time I ever drank like two bombers. And I you well, yeah wow yeah I it's dedication I, I had to rewatch the beginning like four or five episodes of Daredevil because I didn't remember what I watched. <laughs> um, I was beer. I was at a hotel at um, working the next day at some trampoline park and a brilliant idea by the way they had a trampoline park <laughs> and then they had a bar on the second level. <laughs> For the parents to watch, to watch, and right? Drink. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. horrible. Brilliant That's idea. Genius. Like That's genius. the the just best... don't have them jumping around after. No, well, the, there's there's a I know there's a weight limit on those trampoline parks, because um, I remember somebody wanted to do it for like a, a birthday party, and I'm like, I don't think I can do it. Um, and I'm pretty sure the weight limit might be like two fifty or two twenty five. So yeah, there's not that many people that can. Not that many people of my size, maybe, that can do it. Obviously, because they're 280. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am, uh, I'm, you know, speaking of, like, like weight things, I just want to bring up a, a fun little fact. So Keto? they have the, the zip, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. They, they have the zip line in downtown Vegas oh, uh, yeah. that goes all the way down Fremont. Yep. So they have a max limit weight of 300, and I'm going back for the first time since I've been under 300. Get it, I'm man. I'm so oh, excited. Man. Get it. You, you have now just, just put the, the, other, the other thing that is going to be part of the goal since I am going in April. I, I am I am going to get under that so I can get on that fucking that zip line. Well, that's the thing is is that and I don't know about you guys and I'd love to kind of hear um, you know your thoughts on not extreme but like um, more extreme activities. Like, would you guys ever go bungee jumping? No, nope. we only drink so much Mountain Dew, man. Come on. <laughs> that's extreme. <laughs> what about so bungee jumping? You wouldn't, um, you know, zip lining like that. That's not too bad because I mean, even if you fall, that's mm-hmm. probably a few broken bones. You ain't, you know. It ain't like ziplining in yeah. a, um, a Amazon. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> I think the, the crazy thing is, is that I don't think I can do bungee jumping, but I would want to try skydiving. So skydiving, you ready for the weight limit? Because you got a lot of work to go now. <laughs> two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Okay. But then, how do they do those tandem ones where your first time you're going, it's two people? That's why you have to be two twenty-five. Oh really? Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Just get yeah. two shoots, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bungee cord and a shoot. Right. Just leave it attached to the plane. And we'll just, <laughs> right. We'll, right. Just, we'll just be dragged. <laughs> so, so my goal is to be under two twenty five come August of next year for when I go to Dallas. Um, and a buddy of mine who also is trying to lose the weight, we're both going to try to go skydiving. Should really oh, try geez. a. It's a skydive. 
Charlotte or whatever it is where you're skydiving, you can actually see like Grand Traverse and Little Traverse Bay as you're coming down to oh, that's like, cool. wow. there. It's supposed to wow. be, I have a lot of friends that do that and they say it's really good. I won't because I'm not going to jump out of a perfectly good plane, yeah, but exactly. they say it's fun. Right. It's well, a perfectly good plane. Okay. Yeah. Just, so just make sure you don't do that anywhere near Texas Stadium because you'll just drop like all the passes that happen in there. <laughs> Let's get the Dead level boys. down. Let's go uh, cliff diving. <laughs> Rob, Ooh. you're a swimmer. Cliff yeah, diving. I'm a swimmer. I don't jump off of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be a rock. It, mean, like, it's what, what, cliff what about a, a cliff. You're dropping off of a excruciatingly large boulder. What about you a tall below you? <laughs> a tall diving board. I've done that. I I would do that. I mean, I think I do cliff diving. No, I think I would. Ed is not participating. Like, um, uh, I think Olympic size uh, is 33 feet. Yeah, for something I've like that, that, because then I I am 100 percent confident that it's just water. And a pool floor. Yeah, it's like jump cliff diving. It's like I will have that internal and, discussion with myself. Like, and a, is there rocks? Are there rocks? Yeah. Where's the rocks? Really, am, am I jumping far enough? And is there a really coastal water where there's like animals away, the right? Right. <laughs> it, did, did I jump far water, enough? Water, rocks, and a really bad wedgie. <laughs> you land in the water. Uh, you can get the wedgie like a straight down slide if you're not yeah. careful. I yeah, mean, right. I, I, I have seen I have seen belly flop competitions. Whoa. Oh. Like, I forgot where I was, but they were like showing belly flop competitions that were happening in like Croatia and shit like that, where they were doing Olympic sized dives uh, and just Europe. purposely no. belly flopping. That's, that's Fuck no. That's just like those Russian slap fights. Have you seen those? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I saw. I saw. A br- I saw another one of that. Of that one, <laughs> one dude guy just knocks the hell. Yeah, out of the, him. yeah. Knocks his soul out of his I think body. he's like he's got to be like the mass shell champion. Or it's something. like his hands the size of a frying pan. And the other guy weighs like as much of his thigh. Yeah. And he just boom. And he's like. You're like, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I used to do that in college. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good slap. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to try some more uh, Big Buck Brewing, and we'll go over the news. Uh, as always, our break is sponsored by the Ferndale Set. This is Brother Son. I'm headed for the city, trouble in my mind. I'm way too young and pretty. Something while we can. I'm headed for the city. Make me start again. Conversation I wonder. Gotta go, gotta get it.
And we are back, episode 201, Better On Draft Podcast. We're in the 200s, folks. With me for nearly every episode has been Rob. Thank you so much. Part-time Nick, you've been all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> two weeks in a row, too. Well, I told Damn. you, I'm on a vacation days, and there's no sports going on. Two, two weeks in a row, that almost qualifies you for benefits. We might, we might I'm, have, I'm on my wife's benefits because they're a hell of a lot better than... <laughs> we might have to uh, to add them to the intro, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, then that means that that gives us another intro clip for 300. By the way, I can't say much because uh, obviously my, my ex used to work for Quicken and I saw those uh, benefits. those benefits too. Yeah. And I'm like for $5 more a month between like just to add on because obviously people who are listening to this show know about benefits like you or you plus spouse like you at your own place and her at her own place should be much, much cheaper like for insurance and stuff. And I was looking at like her adding me at Quicken and I'm like. Oh my yeah. god, that is nothing! And yeah. like all the benefits they get too, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, I went to go get like eyeglasses like last year, and it was like the first year I was actually on uh, her. No, this year, earlier this year, and uh, I'm like, well, how much do I owe? I was getting my car out, and they're like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, how much do I owe? It was like, you don't owe anything. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> she pulls it's unheard out, of. Pulls out the thing, pulls out the invoice. Is like, oh, this is covered. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh. Okay. During the break, we mentioned talking about, um, like, we were talking like Disney Plus, we were talking Amazon streaming, all these things. Before we go into the news, I kind of want to bring this question to you guys. Would you pay a monthly fee if you had unlimited beer that came with it? And I mean, I've the done beer, monthly fees for high end beers, the, especially rare beers coming to my house like, like from around the world. These it's, these beers would ro- these <laughs> beers would rotate. They wouldn't be high end because obviously yeah. they're available to everyone that wants the service. Yeah. Um. How but, much? How much? Yeah. How, and how, and how, how many beers? Yeah. How much? Right, right, right. Unlimited. How much? Beers. Unlimited, unlimited beers. beers. I I know there's microbrew clubs where you'll get like you can have a six pack membership, uh, two six pack, or you can build your own membership. A week? Is this like Columbia House? No, Columbia House. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you guys ever do Columbia House? Yes. My my, si- yeah. my sister oh, yeah. and brother in law yeah. did. I did. I did yeah. Columbia House, and I used to get CDs all the time. My mom's like, "How? Why are you doing this? You got to spend this much." And I'm like, "No, you just cancel it." Yeah, yeah. You just make sure <laughs> you, you cancel you, it. You got it. You got it because it's like you have to do the the free penny month or the penny month, and you have mm-hmm. to do one more month. All right. I, I remember. The, the, my, well, this is my my half sister. My half sister and her and her husband, my brother in law. Um, he had. He's. They're all big Dave Matthews band fans. You and mean so just was, Dave? What yeah. would you say? <laughs> and I was going through it, and this was like you know years ago. And then all of a sudden, I find Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Manson. Like, oh what the goodness. hell is this doing in here? Wow. Opened it up, unopened. I'm like, I opened that shit so fast. <laughs> well, that's and so. I was probably like 11 or 12 doing Columbia House, and I remember I'm like, oh, I can get parental advisory CDs yep. without any issue. Some ice cube. Now I used to, and this was this is fuck that back. Back then, that's two live crew. <laughs> two live crew. I, I remember that was early nineties, late eighties. Kmart used to card people to buy parental advisory yeah. because you had to be sixteen no, and up. No, I, I got hold on go, hold on, go on. But so I would be like, I'm I'm sixteen. I don't have a driver's license. I rode my bike here. I don't have a, like like my parents won't let me get a driver's license, and you won't let me buy this CD. Mind you, I'm like thirteen at the time. Um, you know, I didn't have this haircut quite yet. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Nick. So, uh, 
Remember? We need to crack open two. Yeah, beer, let's, by the let's way. get another beer while we tell. It's this. right uh, here. That it's one's right here. Okay. Yeah. Kayak attack. Kayak attack. All right. It's good. All right. So we just... Kayak here. So uh, it's Kmart. Um, remember the Chef Aid CD for South Park? Oh yeah. Oh, it had like little, a little little. It didn't have a uh, salty chocolate balls. And... Yeah, salty chocolate yeah. balls <laughs> and Master P's. Master uh, P. Uh, Kenny, Kenny got died. died. And, uh, yeah. Um. Uh, Crystal Method, Ozzy, and all that, you know. Yeah. Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Slash Perry Anyway, Power, I so I got that for Christmas, and my parents, it, they had the Kmart label on it still. And it had the parental, parental advisory label on it, but they still censored oh, all the music, like some of the bad, some of the naughty words in it. And then one of my uh, friends in high school played, had the same disc. He didn't get it from Kmart, unblurred. I'm like, how the hell is your dif- different than mine? And I still had the parental advisory label on. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I had think that Kmart issue. actually intentionally got censored. I just, I just wanted like the Offspring album. And can, can we talk about how disappointing it would be for Christmas to get the CD you want and it would have been edited versus explicit? <laughs> yes, like that is the worst. Where you're like, I mean, don't it's get me just wrong. It was a, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there were some really good songs on that album. Oh goodness. <laughs> so talk, some, talk some to Joe us Strummer. about this Kayak Attack. So yes. Kayak Attack is a honey colch with Michigan honey, and we use a guava and grapefruit puree, and we use Eldorado hops. It's meant to be like that really good summer slammer, mm-hmm. 5.4%, and it won uh, People's Choice at the World Expo of Beer this year. Nice. So uh, yeah. we're pretty proud of it. We've made it a lot recently. It's been one of our growing sellers, and we've just canned it three, four weeks ago, so it's a relatively new canned product. I'll be glad to say I did not vote for it. <laughs> I vote. I voted. You and voted for an alt beer from Fillmore I, 13, didn't Yes, you? I did. Ah, <laughs> you were right next to him. I saw that. It's, I know that. I, right I don't know how many times I went over and like snuck my cup over to Bo, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I need. I need a quality taste. This. Nice. Um, no, uh, I'm. I'm trying to think of what Forgotten Ciders had. Some amazing ciders. We didn't get a chance to try that over there. Um, they are in. Um, I'm trying to think of what city they're in. They're 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 like over by loggers and hmm, Saginaw, uh, La Lumber Barons. Yeah, so they're Saginaw. they're over in Saginaw. Um, really, really good ciders for sure. Very, very happy. No, um, World Expo is always one of my favorite events to go to because you get a really good mixture of craft beer fans slash people that see beer festival in Frankenmuth and we're like, okay, let's go. Right. Um, and people don't want to get tanked. What? Yeah, you, you, I, yes. I think a lot of those people are the people that are like, "Oh, beer fest, let's go!" And let's you know, let's and try they all, to see. And they all dress up all crazy, like like costumes and all. Well, that. They, they they get like the leader hose and on and stuff. Yeah. But oh, I, I, I like I like yeah. the fact that there's more than just uh, Michigan beers there. As much yeah. as I love Michigan beers and I love the Brewers <laughs> Guild, Fest. Smirnoff is there. Oh, hell yeah, I was drinking their seltzers. That, that was that red, white, blue berry. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Their their seltzers were probably one of my favorites of uh, of the event too. Um, Alaskan was there. There was a few others. Yeah, there was a um, Flying Monkeys was there out of Canada. Canada, yeah. And they do Flying Monkeys and uh, Nickelbrook. Their yeah, other, Nickelbrook. Nickelbrook does some yeah. really good stuff, barrel aging. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Michigan beer. I'm really proud to be working for a Michigan brewery, but there are a lot of good beer out there, and it's nice to have that comparison where you can see, like, a mm-hmm. Michigan brewery next to a, say, like, um, Chimay was there. Like, to see, like, you know, how is Vavon or, like, another Belgian-focused brewery compared sure. to a traditional Belgian brewery? Or how is, you know, uh, BrewDog compared to... You know somebody else in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I saw that at Great Taste this past year, so that was a kind of a cool comparison. Yeah. You know, just to see what's out there. Yeah, and that's what the, else is out there. That's, I think it's the 
the largest festival outside of a guild festival. And so it's nice to have that in the mix. But what are we going to do this year? Yeah, we're going to yeah. see what's going on this year. Yeah. With, uh, have to, we have to double team. What a dick for that. I'm, I'm just going to say it. What a <laughs> dick move. You can look at a calendar. You there can was, see what's on that weekend. There was justification from the guild because before the weekend before is Mother's Day. And the weekend after, there was some other event. I forgot what it was. Over in Traverse City. So either way, the reason they had to pick that weekend if it was going to be in Mm. May. And so if you're next June, then you're really close to summer. And if you go back to March, you're really close to. But April. What about April? You missed a month, man. Yeah, well, April still sucks in northern Michigan. It does. You're right. You're right. But yeah, that's basically like a April, winter we fest. Get, we usually get ice storms in April in northern. I was going to say right, that's, right, that's right. winter light fest up yeah. in Traverse City. <laughs> in so, April. I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. Like it's you know it's far enough apart from each other where you you might see a little bit of a dip either one. But the problem you're going to have is like the breweries that want to do both mm-hmm. are going to have to make a decision. Know, make a decision, or they're going to have to spend more money in equipment, or you know, going to have to do like. Package product at Expo, and so nothing really unique happens at Expo or right. the Guild. So or package good. product at Guild. Yeah, they're going to have to make a decision based on that, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes this year. Obviously, it's the first year, so you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, you also at the the Expo, you have volunteers like all the JCs yeah. are pouring and for that's you. Nice whereas if you're there's a rep because you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, well, at at the Guild Fest, you 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 know, you're there with your sponsor team or you know yeah. your your bartenders or whoever because you know clubs being over, over in Traverse City you're probably going to be able to send a few of your staff members that are yeah. working the bar over to the festival to work the fest um, which you can't do at the any of the other festivals no. unless you want to house them for the, the night yeah. um, over at World Expo, like you just kind of send your beer and it's good to go. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe send a, a banner and yeah. you know, because I, I don't recall too many jockey boxes there mm-hmm. that we, were we did in Fillmore and stuff like that. But like usually, the expo is a one keg thing. Like you bring a keg of each, and that way they don't have to change kegs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You do the troubleshooting, you get it all set, and you just walk away. I mean, not you're there still, but basically you could walk away. That's why we were able to do so many interviews, right? Because right, right, right. yeah. yeah. they're like, yeah, we can just we don't walk away without any issues. I mean, we're talking about the new event in Traverse City, but. I'm more concerned about the changing from a two-day event to a one-day event for some of those right. uh, events. Like that, I'm a little that I'm, I'm, I'll be more keeping an eye on than the Traverse City because I personally. Well, what's your opinion? Because you got to travel to every single one. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not, not one's close. Yeah, and I, you know, I like UP's one day because it really is. That's a real burden going all the way up there. So right. Works yeah, but that Friday fun. night's so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, you know, it's hard to say because, like, we don't have a gigantic setup. Like, I'm, I. I watched your last podcast. You guys were talking about Ordok because Ordok and like Dark Horse have massive setups. Shorts. You know, three, four right. tables bringing things on trailers and Pyros. those two day events justified them bringing those big setups or bringing <clears throat> right. big crews. Um, with a one day event, I don't know how that's going to affect the setups or you know the varieties of beer you're bringing because you can do Friday releases and Saturday releases, mm-hmm. and now it's just a one day release. And right. So the lines will be longer. I'm not sure how people. Re- so it's like one of those things where we're going to see how people reacting this year. And then we'll see how the guild as a whole kind of like Saturday takes that information and changes. Summer and Saturday at winter aren't too bad, but Saturday in Detroit is just such a shit show. Packed. That's the only one I haven't been to yet. Was the Detroit one? The Detroit one is just always packed, mm-hmm. always like like nuts to butts. Um, everyone's so, everyone's nuts. right next to each other. Yep. Like Friday, yep. that's why I love Friday night festivals because so the Friday open. Night, yeah, like you, you get a chance to be in Detroit at Eastern Market. You get that feel of like you know the the Phoenix Rising Detroit, but when it's Saturday, it just feels like a shit show. Yeah, and so the, the weather, the weather did. Here. The weather, weather never help. helps. I mean, in we Detroit. could say that about the yeah, but this Expo is the too. first time that I recall that it rained. It rained last year. Did it? Was I? Yeah. Here? 
Was I there I last year? I know I think I did remember here. I think last year was the year I missed because I think last yeah. year was the year I was in Indiana. And I think the year, yeah, the year before was the uh, Fago. No, yeah, last year. Yeah, last year was last year. Then you were there. Then yeah, I was there. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you remember, were there I don't remember rain though. I do. See, I think rain must rain at the end. Winter is still my favorite one by far out of all of them. I love the Winter Beer Fest. Winter's good. I obviously you weren't. I don't think you were at Sheboygan or obviously Big Buck, but there was that Winter Festival probably five years ago, six years ago, where it was so cold outside that everyone had to run the beer lines just to keep them from freezing yeah, over. Yeah, they were freezing. Um, and there was like six or seven breweries that had to close because their lines froze and they couldn't do anything about it. Um, I remember at Greenbush, they had some one of their volunteers was literally going through and hitting every spigot oh, once oh just to God. keep the beer pushing. Because at that time, Greenbush was bringing, you know, 30 beer, like 30 taps. Right. And then they, yeah. I still remember the flood year, too. That sucked. What's like, that? The flood year. The so, flood year. Yeah. No, we moved it, right? They, they, they moved, moved it a week. It a week. Next week. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. We actually, we didn't attend that. One because either, because of it moving. <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't either. I missed that too. It, it moved and we couldn't we couldn't get to it. Yeah, and I I actually remember. Um, you know, Ange was on the show at that time, and she had a very that episode was lost for like four months, <laughs> um, <laughs> because she had some very truthful, honest, and you know really really good opinions on it but she didn't want it to fall back on her work because you know she's re- as much as she's representing better on draft she still worked for brown iron at that time right um it. so you know you you got to be careful that's why like i i do my best like for one i never drink like at a toast site because i as much as i'm on my own time i'm still a representative mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. company of toast wherever right. i go um which some people take advantage of like uh mm-hmm. I walked by Stormcloud, and they're like, "Oh, you work for Toast, huh?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> they were very nice. They they didn't sure. ask me any questions. They were very happy with the system. I'm like, "Oh, that's good." Because there's there's another brewery that is not happy. Oh. Um, I'll tell you guys during the uh, the break. But so so are you saying you don't go to places that have Toast? Is that what you're saying? On purpose, yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> on accident, I've been to Toast sure. bars before. Sure, sure. But I'll do my best. Like, if I notice it, I might turn my jacket, if I'm wearing this jacket, inside yeah. out right away. Mm-hmm. Or um, Stormcloud's got good beer, though. That's the thing. I, Storm, I, I like I, their beer. I haven't been to Stormcloud in a few years. Um, their service has gone down. I'm not going to lie. But the beer is good. I went to uh, – the only place that I really go to is North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, who's going to be moving soon. Yes. Moving. Yes. Uh, I'm going to remember, that story. Gonna have to remember that whole new address. I told you. Um, but – I, I actually go to Keesling a lot, uh, which is over in Milwaukee Junction in Detroit. Okay. It is probably one of the best cocktail bars in Detroit. If you've never been there, 100% highly suggest it, and it's priced well. That's like good. really good cocktails for $10 to $12. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking like high end liquor, high end cocktail mm-hmm. making. Like uh, we also went to, I think it's called The Keep. It was some bar next to the Checker and GMT over in Detroit that was mm-hmm. like an underground bar. Okay. Um, and they had really good cocktails over there for cheap. I wound up, I got a Norton Aquavit, and this dude sitting in front of me is like, who orders that? <laughs> You're the first person I've, I've actually seen bottles everywhere, and I'm like, I've never seen a person drink that. So you actually drink that. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, 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 he's like, I, I will buy you another shot if you drink it and don't give me like a, a schnapps face. <laughs> and so I, I take a sip. And he's like, no, shoot it. And I'm like, you're going to buy me another one if I shoot this. And I don't make a face. And he goes, sure. And so I bought it, shot it, and I, I love it. So I'm like, all right. And he goes, well, then. 
I'm going to buy one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought one. And he's like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, I love. Uh, so I've had uh, Norton Aquavit, which is obviously made here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had uh, Schlapchenay from uh, Seattle, which Ooh, is an Long Aquavit. Road have Aquavit too, I think now. Long Road does. Uh, if, if they have, I haven't had it yet. Yeah. Um, uh, so York yeah, and stuff, but. York Spirits in Toronto. I've had their Aquavit, and then there was a, a distillery that's no longer with us that had a Dill Aquavit that I brought here. Oh, that was good. I loved it. I know that was really good. That's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to bring it back, but uh, we we've been talking a lot. We've been going over. Uh, we've got what, what am I drinking right now? We're drinking the straight out the kitchen. Yeah, that's our. Uh, brew oh, that's I... not what I'm drinking. Oh, I'm still okay. drinking the kayak. Oh yeah, <laughs> kayak's good. So, I like the kayak. I like it. So what is the the straight out of the kitchen? Straight out of the kitchen is our actually a kind of brewed IPA, and we had our malts from uh, Empire Malting Company of Empire, Michigan. We got hops from my local. What the top ability hops. to have that kind of name? Yeah. Oh, we're just named after the city. Yeah, and uh, 45th parallel hops out of Alpina, um, and we did uh, we used mashed potatoes out of Elmira, and so basically uh, the kitchen had the unfortunate duty of making 150 pounds of mashed potatoes, and then we had the unfortunate <laughs> duty of spooning it into the grain when we oh, mashed in. Oh my god! And uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful Be discovery from a nano. How many a- how many times did you uh, you know get yourself a little bit of the mashed potatoes while you were? Uh, uh, the fun part was the kitchen thought it was a good idea to leave it at the maximum heat setting in the the warmer. So oh. it was like 190 degrees, so it was Ooh. almost too hot to do anything with. I was going to say, yeah, that's not that doesn't seem like a like scoopable. It seems like it's almost about to like burn over. There was some like of them that were a little toasty on the top. And yeah. so the so there's two of us with the kitchen pan scooping it in and uh Sam the uh my assistant brewer uh, was trying to do more, and he flipped over the whole pan and had to grab it real fast before it oh, poured out through the grades. Is... And so that was a that was a fun brew day. <laughs> true, I not bet. that What's, kind of party. What would have been like cleaning <laughs> that out too? It actually dissolved really well. I mean, granted, the way okay. our system is set up is. I mean, have, yeah, I guess potato has a lot of water in it. Yeah. So yeah. we have we have a, a mash ton, and then we don't have a, a joined mash lotter ton. It's separate, so we have to pump everything over the lotter. So the from all the pumping and all the water it uses, it dissolved really well, and we actually didn't have any issues with the skins or residuals anywhere. It just wow. deteriorated very well. Hmm. So it turned Are, out did nice. you use like a champagne yeast in this too for the brood? Oh uh, no, we used just basic O five American ale yeast. Okay, but that the starches and enzymes inside the, the skins and the potato is what really dried it out, and it firmed out pretty much near <coughs> zero Play-Doh. Trying to make some Thanksgiving beers. It's not a sweet say. potato, so it's a little different. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I mean, you, potato. Like, I still eat potatoes during Thanksgiving. I do. Like, well, I'm potatoes. just saying, like, uh, most beers are sweet potatoes, so that's what's different about this is regular Idaho. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for my, my one little scoop of mashed potatoes this uh, year. For, <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat some for See, you. See, more of I'll everything on my plate is everything but a scoop of mashed potatoes. It's mashed potato mountain with a little bit of turkey. I, I, I'm, I, I get a lot of ham, a lot of turkey. Um, I use the Zender seasoning. Uh, because that seasoning right. you goes are on. all about that. I love that seasoning. Too. You should try the uh, garlic and wine seasoning from the Cracker Barrel. That stuff is killer. <laughs> all right. I use that all my chicken and all my everything. My mom sends it up from Florida. I, well, I when, when I bake chicken, not bake chicken, but um, grilled chicken on the George Foreman, like I, I instead of like salt and pepper, I put uh, yeah. Zender seasoning on it and like bakes into it. And it's so good. <laughs> um, we've been talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we have I'm hungry. We, we have this little thing. Here is Robert with the beer news. Coming in hot. <laughs> 
This is how I feel when you laugh in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in hot with the news. You gotta laugh, you know, laugh. At least I like my laugh. I like the news. I didn't say it was a bad laugh. I just said it was a loud <laughs> laugh. I know. I do have a very loud laugh. All right. Guess time to go through some news as brought to you by Zatuna Liquor, located at 3793 South Rochester Road, just south of M59. Go say hi to Jack. <laughs> we, we, he's, I, he's got I some sent, flying buffalo. So I had I had the fifty dollar gift card from last week and the fifty dollar gift card from the Jimmy John's festival, and I was supposed to go out on a Monday to uh, deliver them. I looked outside and I messaged both the winners and I said I ain't going out today. <laughs> Legit, I don't know if you guys had the snowstorm. I know I know it got pretty bad uh, a little bit more north in the thumb, but we had yeah. I think we had about eight inches, nine yeah. inches down here. Yeah, we had we had yep. ten, we had ten in my backyard. I'm like I ain't I ain't driving. Mm-hmm. No. On Detroit right. streets with Detroit drivers. Yeah, we didn't to... have no snow days yet. Last year we had twenty. Jeez, damn. Um, but no, we had probably in between like the week we had like I don't know twelve inches. And then we had a drift. Benzie, Leland, all Pentlands. I had I think there were spots where it was twenty five inches. Jesus. Oh my god, oh, like in spots, that. and that's where all the vineyards are. So it's too really... early. No, but for snowmobile season, that's that's a big help for us sure. in the north because it's a big thing up in the north. Is it's all gonna. Yeah. That makes it a wet pack layer. That's perfect. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, Rob, the news. All right. Uh, so with us nearing the end of the 2010s, Pace Magazine created a list of the 50 best American breweries of the decade. Uh, and pretty much with the amount of growth the craft beer segment has had in the past 10 years, uh, you one would imagine it's tough to not only make this list but be a brewery that is was on this list a decade ago and still be on this list. Um, so I was looking at it um, a little earlier today, and of the 50, now granted, last decade, they only did 25, um, but on this list of the 50, nine of them were on the list for the 2000s. So um, before I get to actually go through the list, here is the criteria. Uh, one, how strong is the brewery's beer game today, and how strong has it been throughout the decade? Uh, to truly be an assessment of the best breweries of an entire decade, we have to. They had to attempt to weigh the contribution made at the beginning of the 2010s, the same as the contributions would be toward the end of the decade. Two, how consistent was the brewery during the decade? Three, in what areas did the brewery innovate during the decade? Uh, four, how important was the brewery to its local beer community or to the larger craft beer sphere? And five, that the brewery had to, in in almost every case, had to have been around for at least half a decade in order to truly make an impact. Um, so basically, if you go back, and we were talking about it last week, about how many breweries that were um, that were in existence, I think was that before when we started the show, as opposed to what they are now. Um, from what I looked up, there were about 1,500 breweries in 2009. Um, obviously, we don't have the numbers for 2019, but as of the end of 2018, we were over 7,400. Jeez. We're on oh, my break. We're on break. 7,400. Um, so as far as the list, I'm only going to go from 25 down. Okay. Um, I will highlight the ones that had, that are have were on the list in the 2000s. So starting from 25 and going up, the brewery, um, Grim Artisanal uh, Burial Beer Company, DeGard, Three Floyds, which was on the list last time, they were actually number eight wow. uh, in the 2000s, now at 21. At 20 is Cigar City. 19 is Breakside. 
uh, 18 half acre, 17 prairie, 16 triple crossing, 15 is trillium, uh, 14 is Russian river, who was seven last time. Uh, 13 is toppling Goliath. 12 is the rare barrel. 11 is Austin beer garden. 10 is the alchemist. Uh, <laughs> IPA haven. I know. I know. It's uh, not good beer. That's what I say too. I I think Hetty Topper is completely overrated, and I mean Focal Banger is just kind of eh. It, it's I, I don't like it. This is not Follicle so- Banger. <laughs> Or, uh, or listen, Becker banger. As, if, in Michigan, and even not even in Michigan, because Chicago has such a huge, great New England IPA scene mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Al- Alchemist has run its time. It's done. Yeah, that's what I feel. Sorry. Um, so with the rest of it, number nine, Hill Farmstead. Eight is Main Beer Company. Yes. Seven is Side Project. Six which was number 24 on the last decade, Sierra Nevada. Five is Jester King. Number four, which was number two in the last decade, and really the only one that actually stayed in the top five, Allagash. Three, Fremont. <laughs> number two, Treehouse. I, another IPA haven. I mean, Treehouse is better than Alchemist. Treehouse is better than Alchemist, yes, but... They do make a shit ton of IPAs, and mm-hmm. it gets a little tired. Well, so does Half Acre. Yeah. I like Half Acre. Did you mention Half Acre on that list? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did mention yeah. Half Acre I, I, is number I, 18. I went to Half Acre, and I was severely disappointed when I went there. Oh, mind you, that I was it was probably the sixth brewery I was at. Um, <laughs> that's a trend. I'm noticing a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's only right. two, so we got to. Uh, well, I, I hit, if, you, if you guys haven't yet, over near Wrigleyville is the Malt Row. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a bunch of breweries all on one street. Like, right. you know, you just keep working down Malta. Um yeah. I wound up, and I can't remember the name of it, but there was, a- after I went to Half Acre, I wound up picking stuff up for Ange. Um, and then I just walked into, uh, there was a cider bar right like a block away that had like 100 plus cider options. Oh my God. Jeez. Yeah, I was very happy. Wow. <laughs> all right. I-, I wanted something sweet to end the night. So, And for number one, is Firestone Walker. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah. they. As far as like the barrel age program that they have, there's some good stuff. And That stuff, stuff sits on the shelf in Phoenix and yeah. taunts me with it. Yeah. When I when I go out there, I visit visit uh, my dad out there, or if I visit my brother out in San Fran, I, I am going for some Firestone. So, so, uh, so well, actually, let me, get, let me get to a couple of the, the other ones that were on the list the last decade that mm-hmm. made the list this decade um, that was not in the top 25. Uh, Oscar Blues who was 16 and fell down to 28. Um, Dogfish Head Adams, <laughs> which on the two, for the 2000s was number one and wow. fell to 37. Oof. Bells, who was number 11 and dropped to 38. That's the first Michigan one you mentioned, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I just want to point uh, that out. Which then leads to San Magran Rapids, okay. which was number five, and they fell to 41. And wow. the last one being Deschutes, who was 13 and dropped to 47. Oof. Now, Ooh. granted, I mean, in terms of dropping, that's one thing. But to still be on the list. Right, right. That's 7,400 plus. Of 7,400 plus. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah the, they're, they're, they're probably was the same criteria. And they've doubled the list from 25 mm-hmm. to 50. Mm-hmm. But to still have the list and to be a part of that list, 
I mean, for as that as many breweries that are, are that there are, that right. is pretty damned impressive. Right. That's that's this is kind of regardless of where you where you're at. Yeah. But, um, but I, you mentioned the two Michigan breweries. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll put. Michigan in quotes on one of them, but yes. Um, well, as we go into 2020, yeah, we go into 2020. As we go into 2020, the quotes are going to enter. Yeah, right. The scene. But, I mean, in 2020, they're running with the bulls at that point. Right, they are. But, <laughs> that's good. That's good. But I'm, I'm just saying though, for bells to still be to still be up there, um, as yeah. as uh, and I and I know there's been some some animosity in the in the pre- past year, but as a as a uh, trailblazer in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I still think that's impressive. But I was I was surprised that that's yeah. the only only two yeah. Michigan breweries. <laughs> I mean, really, for, that very for, there's there's two breweries on there or missing on there that I'm kind of shocked on the 50 because he didn't go over the 20. Yeah, I, I've seen the whole list. Okay, okay. List. So okay. What, what two? Stone Brewing is not on the Stone top. Stone is that not is on the list. That is correct. Yeah, it's, New Belgium is not on the top no. 50 either. And um, oh. New Belgium was on the 25 list. Um, I don't think Stone was there because I didn't. I did not see anything they from might, Stone. I don't, I don't remember how but long. But New Belgium it. was so in the top see. 25 in the 2000s. Um, actually, no, no, no. Um, Stone wasn't list. Stone was number 20. In in the two thousands, New Belgium was eighteen. Right, yeah, and, and sandwiched in between them was Jolly Pumpkin. What's that? <laughs> I said uh, sandwich. They haven't done anything. La Folie for New Belgium. Yeah. The La Folie series is pretty good. They That's also... like the, the the one sour that actually got me into sours. Okay. Yeah. Was didn't you do a beer fest where you did all sours? Yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean that that's pretty much what I said. It's like anytime if. And and going back to you know complaining about the days and mm-hmm. them changing it mm-hmm. that I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to Winter Beer Fest but I've now found that I'm I'm going to make it so that Winter Beer Fest will be the place where that is all I drink is sours and you know wow. I hate the segment I, I've never really been a big fan of sours and then La Folie just kind of changed it for me okay. but okay. they're still. Probably eighty percent of them out there that I just don't like. I've I've done that once with IPAs at a fall beer festival, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot ruined it, huh? I just don't like them. I have IPAs? given honest to god. I have I have done two hundred and one plus fucking episodes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not liking IPAs now, right, I'm not right. liking IPAs anytime. You don't soon. like M forty three. M forty three is okay. Like it's it's drinkable. It's definitely a little juicier, a little more hazier. Um, like IPAs that are giving me the more piney, um, not citrusy. Like that, that, here, here's the weird thing, and here's where you're gonna be like your taste buds are fucked because it's true. Um, I hate Two Hearted. I love Centennial from how do you say it? San Grand Grand Rapids. Thank you, San Grand Rapids. Mm. It's the same beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same beer. It's different alcohol content. Well, go to Grayline and you'll find a similar beer, but I don't know if you'll find a similar beer with Bells. I I just I like Centennial. I don't like all. I don't like uh, what's the the Norms Raggedy ass Norms Raggedy session, Raggedy ass the session one. Norms IPA? Mm. No, what, Mr. Whatever the Blue Sky? No. No, 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 no. Keep going. We'll get the, it. The, the, the session at Griffin Claw. We'll get it. I didn't we'll get like it. either. Like, it's mm. the, just IPAs. They're either too piney or they're they're too bitter or. Sounds like you're too Norms piney. Gateway. <laughs> gateway. Ah, Norms Gateway. Gateway. Okay. gateway. 
Um, you don't want to do have Norm's pumpkin spice IPA? <laughs> hey, oh, give me some of that. <laughs> give me some of that. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's send Dan a couple. Yeah. Does he like pumpkin? Uh, Dan loves. Pumpkin. Oh, Dan and I would have got along <laughs> real well. And and I guess a couple other things in terms of the list from from the two thousands. There were two of them that were in the top five that did not make the list at all, being Victory Brewing, which was number four. Where are they out of? Uh, They're out of Pennsylvania. Okay. And Avery, which was number three. And Avery was completely off the list. Well, they were also bought by Anheuser, wasn't it? And bought Avery. You're right, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not top craft. It's not top craft. It's top uh, Well, I know. I'm saying, like, that's, you know, I think that changes things also to some degree when you do that. Wicked Weed's on the list. Well, <laughs> and obviously, Founders is on the list too. So I mean, that's yeah. macro buying a smaller guy. But what I just mean is like it seems like, uh, like when you look at Michigan craft beer, there is a really huge focus on the Michigan market. Mm-hmm. Like you have uh, Michigan breweries that are outside the state, of course, but there's so much pride in the Michigan craft beer among Michigan consumers and Michigan, you know, brewery owners and workers. And when you look at brands that come out of Michigan, people like those brands. But they don't care how many states they are in or how what you know how big their national market is. It's like it, it seems like it's a different viewpoint between the consumers in Michigan versus the consumers in other states. But I guess I guess in other than obviously founders and bells being I, I guess the gross exception. Um, do you see a a Michigan market that just scoffs at Michigan breweries that go to other states? Because obviously we just had Ellison, who is now setting up shop in in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and we've obviously we've had the issue with shorts. Michigan I was only say, Michigan forever. That was the that was that, the one I'd have I have an issue with. Now obviously yeah That's they, the one they, I have they an put issue that with. on their labels. Yep. So when yep. you put it on your labels and then oh hey we're expanding we're to a sellout. And, Yep. I mean, uh, I, I think you need to listen to the Scott Newman Bale episode of what Better episode is that? What I number? I, what number? You know, with, I'll, with I'll shorts, give it to you in a second. You know, I'm with, just saying, as a shorts, consumer though, like as a consumer of sh- like shorts, for example, saying they're a Michigan craft, you know, that's that's great. That was great. Par- you know, we were really proud of it as like a consumer in Michigan when they decided to go out and partner with Heineken slash Lagunitas. The way they verbally went about it, they never said like, "Hey, we're still a Michigan company." It was just like, "Hey, we're expanding." It wasn't like they didn't deal with that whole. They didn't save face. It wasn't save face. It's just like they just kind of skipped over the fact that they, for years, had said we're Michigan only, mm-hmm. and then they went to one ninety nine point five segment okay. two. First segments with Middle Coast. Second segments with uh, Scott so that's Newman. That's and, and I think I that think that's the thing. Is, yep. Is okay. I, I think we're just we're so spoiled with the amount of beer options that we yeah. have that we don't want to share with other states. And I mean, I still try Shorts beer. I'm not saying I don't, and I'm not saying like I think that Shorts is anything less of a brand. Just like you know, Founders no. is still brewed well, in them, Michigan, well. and they still have <laughs> Michigan employees and Michigan brewers. So. It's still a Michigan-made beer until they move production out of Michigan and bring that product back in, which who knows if that'll happen or if it does when. Speaking of beer, I'm empty. Same. <laughs> Party <fell>. I got <laughs> it. I need a little bit of that banana coconut over here. So uh, right. what, what, do you, what do you – oh, you're pouring the uh, the vanilla. The Ooh, marshmallow vanilla. Marshmallow. Oh, shit. Sign me All up. Right. While, while he's pouring that, uh, we're going to take a break in just a minute, but I kind of want to go over. So we had – a, a Vine pair did an article about uh, the twelve best macro loggers, and these was interviews. <laughs> yeah, the, these were interviews of brewers and what their go-to macro logger is. 
Um, so some of them are pretty standard. Um, but what is your go-to macro logger? You go to, uh, um, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with what a chip bar is. Yeah. Uh, you go to a chip bar and someone gives you a chip and they're like, all right, here you go. What are you buying? PBR. PBR? PBR. And that's most Michigan brewers that I know are friends and that I drink with. It's typically PBR is the safe bet for most of them. It's a beer flavored beer. You know, I mean, and that's it's the thing. Good and price point too. On yeah. that's the hard thing to be. It's like a thirty pack for you know eighteen ninety nine or the ninety nine pack. Ninety nine. Oh pack. yeah, I'm still waiting to see that because just I want to do it once and just ride it like a nuclear and Doctor Strange love. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Rob? What's your go to macro? <laughs> Honey Brown. Ooh, Newcastle. I mean, yeah. No, Honey Brown I mean, is. I, I'll uh, take either uh, one. That's its own. That's. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're their own. I'm trying to think of the. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Honey Brown but, Ale is done by. Uh, Newcastle, no, is it not? It's not Newcastle. I'm pretty sure it's Newcastle. Newcastle. Our Newcastle has a honey brown at least. Yeah. But yeah, while right, while, right. while he was looking it that up, in in terms of the 99 pack, we are one of the states that won that lottery that is getting it. So it's in 15 states: Texas, Massachusetts, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Florida, New York, South Carolina, Montana, Vermont, California, Wisconsin, Iowa, Arkansas, or Colorado. I'm well, calling. You're probably going to have to go to Escanaba to get it. I'm calling party foul. It's brewed by Dundee Brewing in Rochester, New York. That is not a macro. All right, then then I'll go PBR. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm good with PBR. Which I think Ed, that that was the most the popular one that was show, chosen in that article, or at least tied. Mellow Light, PBR. If I have the opportunity, I'm going Molson. If, Triple X Molson or regular Molson? Regular Molson. <laughs> Golden? Mo- Molson. Golden's good. Molson um, Ice. If I don't, and it's just like American macros, then I'm going with uh, Miller Lite for sure. See, like, I've always, like, I, I like obviously in college, I drank Bud Light because it was cheap and I was a college kid. I can At never. At 21. I can never, like, <laughs> yeah. I can never like Miller Lite because it just tasted soapy to me. Like, I, there was something in that to me, like. It tasted and I had friends. I just, that's my go-to. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's like, <laughs> right, I can't right, even, right. It's one of those beers, like, if someone gave it to me for free, I'm like, no, that's all right. I'll go buy some. Because I just, oh, I couldn't damn. do it to me. It, to me, the, the flavor was just damn. offsetting. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, just see. like Milwaukee's best. First of all, you don't want to touch. that's a party foul. I don't want to drink Irish Spring. Free someone beer? Someone gives you a free beer. Free beer. And you said, I'll go buy something. That's that's a party foul. As a consumer, I have a choice to drink whatever but I want and buy whatever I want. He can put whatever he wants in his body. But d- still, I, it's free beer. I don't Weren't you wanna... talking about, like, hams oh. in the last video? That's probably Matt. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. Probably. No, that was Matt Bush. He's I don't want to be reminded of an Irish Spring commercial when I'm drinking a fucking beer. Now, if if this was a couple years ago, you could go to the Vegas Club in downtown Vegas and get hams for a quarter a uh, quarter a can. I know a few places you can get hams for easy to, in cans and on draft, and where I live. But well, I think I think hams is also mostly. in the um, the mystery beer, um, the mystery variety pack or whatever. You no, there's a, at the uh, the Foley Warehouse over in Hamtramck. They have oh like, yes, right, the, right, the right, mystery right. vending machine. Yes, yes, yes. I love that That's damn cool thing. Idea. That thing is such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. All right, we are going to take a quick break once I get the music up. So we'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. <laughs> Get that way. 
Back, better on draft podcast episode number two oh one. Mics are hot. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so <laughs> let's see Just here. Uh, you you poured oh. a the black and tan. The, the, really quickly before we get to the black and tan, that stout, the moon, moonless top notch. Very good. I like Very. It. And at four percent. No, that one's seven and a half. Oh, that was seven. That was seven and a half. Yeah, the, doesn't the taste one I like talked about earlier was a snowshoe stout. So, because we used to have two stouts on, and it was very competitive against each other, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of calls for porters, and so we decided to switch one to a porter and keep our because our house is a house stout is a milk stout. Okay, made. so yeah. the one we just had was a porter because it was yeah. Baltic, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, that one was not seven and a half. Yeah, we lagered it and everything, so we had seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's just a I, lot of a lot of sweetness. Like I know that. Yeah, you want to say you did a really awesome job of, of hiding it. That, See, this that's is really good. Yeah. I have a couple sitting in bourbon barrels. I mean, at Gaylord at seven and a half percent, this is something that I would love to drink, and I could drink all day because I'm not going to crush it. It's way too sweet I think, for me to crush it. I think that's like a good, and it's not like the winter warmer thing. It's a good Christmas beer. I, I could drink that during the Christmas. I, season. I think next week I need to bring it in. I haven't, I haven't tried this year's yet. But Bell's Winter White has always been my like go to favorite winter bright beer. White. Bright White, bright yes. White. They just rebranded <laughs> that. The Bright White. Uh, I have not had a chance to uh, try it yet, but I do want to. try You've it never had it. The the this. Are oh, you saying the re the, re- the rebrand. rebrand? Okay. Got yes, it. I've had Bell's Winter White. That's. My, I was gonna say. I went to. It was so funny. I went <laughs> to uh, Iron Horse yesterday, and I saw two Bell's handles. So okay. I I realized looking at the list because one was too hard, and I'm like, oh, the other one's got to be the seasonal that that just says random seasonal on the menu, and I'm like, oh, what's your seasonal? And they're like Bell's, and I'm like. And they're like official, and I'm like, oh, Ugh. fuck me. And you know what? What's happening is a lot of places aren't cleaning their lines. Oh, yeah. So they pick up the Bell's official in the Two Hearted or whatever they replace it with. And then people are like, oh, they changed the recipe. And it's like, no. I'm not going to lie. Your I was your father's root beer did the same thing to so many draft lines. Oh. Oh. I remember there was at Rochester Mills at the bar near me after that. And it, like, it kept on being root beery, root beery, root beery. And I was like, nope. I went to um, when I went to Iron Horse. I wound up having uh, El Rojo from Griffin Claw, and I forgot how good that beer is. That's a good one. I I think I skunked a couple cans on accident. I may have picked them up for disc golf and didn't drink them and left them mm. in my car. And then, uh, yeah, I I just I remember having a bad experience. I'm like, you know what? I'll try it again. Had El Rojo. I mean, it was priced right. That's the thing for me is with craft beer is like it needs to be priced right mm. these days. Like I don't, I don't want to. Like it could be the best beer in the fucking world or the highest ABV. I'm not in the mood to spend a high amount on a craft beer. If I'm if I'm there for one beer, I want to drink the beer and I want to have fun. What's your What's your price point? What's your like high low? Six to eight. Six to eight. And, and, You're okay and, with paying? And anything over eight for a pint? Okay. Um, we have some words. Sure. <laughs> um. Like I'm not in the mood to buy a bomber, or I'm not in the mood to buy a 23 or a bottle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to draft to the point where. Um, if I'm with like my girlfriend, I can share it mm-hmm. or 
Um, like I, I stick to my st- like I'll stick to a style and not necessarily a brand. So if I'm going out, I'm going to eight degrees or something like that. I'll look at the styles before I even look at the brands or anything like that and be like, all right, here's the six beers that I'll like. Let's move over to what they are. Oh, I've had that. I've had that. Right, I, right, I haven't right. had that. I might try that. Um, but I think, you know, we kind of talked about it last week uh, about craft beer fatigue. And you, you kind of mentioned it during the uh, um, the crosstalk in between the shows, just like you can only drink so much beer and so much craft beer yeah. and so much like we have the guy. Um, he I think his Instagram is called Thousand Beer Year. And like, oh, yeah, you can see he is struggling to fit. And he did it last year. Yeah, uh, in 2018. And so he did like 13 or 1400 different beers in 2018. And this year it's it's a struggle. And I remember trying it and it was actually that first time that I went up and I did Snowbelt and Sheboygan and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do a thousand beers in a year. This was a, a year and a half, two years ago. And sure enough, like just that first time, I'm like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to drink a beer that I like. And mm-hmm. not, I feel like it's a chore to try beers now. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it is a chore to like just get a flight um, or get a. I, I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still yeah, doing it. Well, you're in your 20s. <laughs> True. I am in my 20s. Damn straight. So, so uh, Tara and I, we did uh, New England and we, as I said, we did Harpoon. We did. Well, uh, you did for your honeymoon or yeah. like a vacation where you just so, toured the state. So, and yeah, that was in uh, 2017. We did literally maybe two to three breweries a day. Nice. And that was, it was fun. It was getting kind of tough towards the end but you know we you know like i said we just a couple weekends ago a couple weeks ago we did right vermont mm-hmm. which had harpoon we did portsmouth brewing over in portsmouth new hampshire which is cute little town um and good you know breakfast food there. yeah yeah I and uh they, they make some good pancakes out they there. you know we're st- <laughs> we were still doing flights you know so it's I, I get it you know when you've been doing it long enough it can be, but you know, I look at it now. You know, look at it now. We've been doing this now for four plus years now, and you know, there's too much good beer to be tried. You know, it's you don't do the chase anymore. We talked about the chase. We don't here's, do the chase anymore. Here's here, yeah. Well, one, we don't do the chase. Yeah, we don't do the chase anymore. I think that it was, makes it better. It was last week. What was I drinking at the beginning? I was drinking a Newcastle Brown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. it was so good. And I'm like, I don't know why I don't drink this enough. And then I realized because I'm trying 500 fucking other beers. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the conversation that, you know, from last week with, with Aaron and, and Eric about breweries bringing their flagship beers to Beer Fest and, you know, everybody going crazy about our list and our list talking about flagship beers. And not, we're not our list. Was someone in this room's oh, list. Ed's list Ed. ab- about, you know, going <laughs> gi- to flagship beers. I give him the reins for the first time and he gets shit on. What like... are you talking about? <laughs> I get shit on. What, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm new to me. New to me. Oh. <laughs> really? You didn't see it? I mean, so, you go and, ahead. And okay, so so people mentioned, people did not like the fact that you put tiramisu stout on oh, your list. Oh, okay, okay. Because it is okay. readily available at your nearest store like Zatuna Liquor. Sure, sure, sure. And I won't get into the nitty gritty of why I included tiramisu stout, but I at the same time with that list, I included beers that were available Friday and Saturday, and Ellison had brews that were available only Friday, and only Saturday, and I wanted to make so th- sure they had two separate lists. 
Well, they had like Friday well, had only beers. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So right. I wanted okay. to make sure that that gravitational reader, attraction and I can't remember the other one. Morally compromised. I still I think that's a fantastic beer. But I wanted to make sure that the reader, no matter which day where they were going, could have access to the beer I was mentioning. Fair enough. So that's why I mentioned tiramisu because it's my favorite from Elson. It's a good beer. Kyle Vandeventer pretty much settled the situation. He said, he said during our Griffin Claw episode, which was 199 or Nine. 198, um, yeah. he, he mentioned that if I get the opportunity to give someone their first uh, try at Mr. Blue Sky, I want to give them that opportunity yeah. at a beer festival. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like not not it, it brought into realization that you don't need to try the rarest and biggest and you know singlest like breach because you you had Frankenmuth's batch sixty nine I think on there too the, or, the the Detroit one uh, I think I think you had their their IPA on I there. had their Christmas Town oh did, Christmas so Town, I was yeah. like cue the haters because I knew they were coming <laughs> I knew they were coming as a as a woman who drinks beer as I've been called in the past a soccer mom a who soccer mom who drinks beer and still I mean, a woman what I can tell you guys like when I was at Sheboygan doing beer festivals we would always bring blood orange honey blueberry. Usually the IPA, and then we'd bring like one of our seasonals in Oktoberfest or whatever it was. Right. I didn't hear Lighthouse Amber in there. I'm kind of upset. Uh, it's not a very good festival of beer. Like they, there's You're not, not a big a draw for it. Beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't drink me. <laughs> but That's you would personal. have people coming like constantly back for Blood Orange Honey, which is a very popular beer for them and their market. And we would say to them like, you know, like you've had this, you've come back three times now for Blood Orange Honey. Why don't you try out the seasonal or try out one of the other beers? Like, no, no, I just like it so much. And like you can get it at Meyer, Walmart, yeah, not Walmart, but anywhere. It's like try you're, you come to a beer festival to try new stuff, you know. But those flagships, like we would at Big Buck would bring back uh, the yeah, raspberry but- beer that's been around Big Buck since the nineties. Okay, and you'd have people say like, "I met my wife with on this beer at Big Buck back in '97." Meaningful so like, that nostalgia, right? Right, has right, a lot right. Meaning for people too. So it's here. And- here's here's the thing. Also, is and I'll let you go after this, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, sure, you can get it at, but th- you might have your first time drinking that beer at mm-hmm. the festival. Yeah, like too, yeah. yeah, you might not be shot. Like you might get daunt. Like it's a daunting mm-hmm. thought to go into a Meyer now or a Kroger now and see the craft beer aisle, mm-hmm. and you're like, all these choices. What's what's good? What's bad? What's mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm gonna go buy my Killians. Like that's right. honest to God. Like that's that's how I feel when I go to a lot of bars these days when. Like, if I go to, like, 8 Degrees or something like that, and I want to try something new, and I don't see anything new, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to have a style that I – or a beer that I know that I like because I'm not going to go try some IPA that I know I'm going to hate or some 18% barrel-aged prairie bomb <laughs> so, Christmas Give me the basic Becky, man. I want that. So That's here, me, though. Well, so here, let me, let, me, let me ask this question. Being that we where we're at in Michigan, Tri-County, well, let's, let's include Livingston and – Washington, all you know those the five counties, the uh, the Quint, the Quint, the Quint counties, Quint County. Um, do you suppose that you know because of where we're at and how many breweries are, there are in this area specifically that we're just getting tapped out and it's getting harder and harder? And now, I, I, now I, we're starting to go I disagree. back. We're I disagree. not Grand Rapids. I was going to say you're missing <laughs> we're, the whole Grand Rapids. We're not. Market. We're not Kent County. You're not I mean, Kent County. Is- <laughs> Well, so so what I so when I was in San Francisco, I purposely tried to find something from California, 
I'm sure. not that. So that's you're in San Francisco. You're you're in Fieldworks territory. Yeah. Well, they had the the Belching Beaver. <laughs> belching Beaver. So right. Yeah. So they had that. And, you got Temescal right there I, too. Yeah. I, I so, went I went to a bar when I was in San Francisco because I had to drive from Sacramento at night to San Francisco to fly out the next morning. <laughs> Um and uh, I actually I actually had an aquavit there too. I'm, 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 <laughs> more aquavit. I just I so I know it's just when you go to a bar here in Michigan, it's just it's maybe it is getting I don't know maybe it is getting a little harder just to you know find that craft beer like oh then I'm gonna move it then oh then you're gonna go to to Newcastle which is I, absolutely I, nothing wrong with I Newcastle. think because we have drank so much and we've drank so much craft beer in our time and our time doing the show mm-hmm. prior to this i mean nick used to come over to my parents house when we would play beer pong in yep. the basement we would be playing beer pong with fucking uh dark horses tray yeah. like <laughs> like final absolution armageddon like we would have yeah, Grand all crew armageddon <laughs> playing beer pong we would have all of these amazing beers while playing beer pong and then the and one my, time someone to do for Burnett's and root beer. Yeah, because I didn't want to drink beer, so they put Burnett's and <laughs> Burnett's and root beer. Um, but no, like like I've been drinking craft beer for God knows how long. I have been drinking non-standard beer, you know, since I was 17, 18, you know, going to Canada. Or, in Canada, right. Well, at 19 <laughs> Canada. in Canada. Sometimes. Um, like, it's these crazy, like, I, I just, I either stick to my stand, like, any malt forward beer, so any browns, any ambers, any alt, like, you're not going to find any alts, but ESBs, those kinds of yeah. beers. Um, I'm not going to go for your lager because I don't trust your lager. Like, if, if I want to go to a brewery, I might go for your lager, but if I'm going to, you know... Um, Brown Iron Brew House with 69 taps. Like, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? There's so many beers here. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's not as bad at, say, like Dead Bear, which is kind of up by you. Yeah, really, I like yeah. Dead Bear. I know Travis up there. Yeah. Um, the food is amazing up there. Mm-hmm. I like the food. Um, nice but, like, Dead Bear, like, okay, you have your few Dead Bears, and then you have a pretty good, solid Michigan rotation mm-hmm. of beers. I If I don't see a style I like a Dead Bear, I'm going to go for the Oberon, or I'm going to go for, you know, uh, a beer that wow. I know, a beer that really? I like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? I will, I'm gonna I will try the fuck out of everything you have to offer. I'll do that at home with Hopcat. You can't get dead beer at Hopcat. Here's, here's the or, problem, or, and we're, we're going to go back to my Half Acre trip. Okay. This is I went to Half Acre, and out of the, we're going to say, I would say about 16 taps they had, 15 were some form of pale ale. No. Either <laughs> pale ale, or IPA, DIPA, like... Mm-hmm. Like I just did not. I like I wanted something that wasn't that. Right. Sure. And there are breweries that sadly thrive on it, which is fine. Your Alchemist, Trillium, Stone. You know they they make other beers, but right. that's not what they're known for. And I'm not going to be able to find it. You know, in a random store. Right. So I I would rather if I don't see a style that I like, I'm not going to go for. Um, that beer anymore, and I, I like a lot of styles. Really, anything that's not in the pale ale category, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go. I'll I'll try your lager. I'll try your Kolsch. I'll try sure, your sure, sure. your your amber, your blonde, your uh, brown, your all these other beer types. But if I just see three IPAs and a pale ale, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna You're go turned off. I'm gonna go to Bell's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think a lot of time when you think of like the whole we're talking about like craft fatigue and beer fatigue, it's not so much that your palate's tired; it's that you're mentally tired. You go to a beer store. And there are literally is just insane amount of options. Mm-hmm. A, you have to remember what you've had if you're looking for something new. Did you get some of this, by yes, the way? Yes, I did. Okay, because okay. yeah. it's twelve and a half percent. My rear beer shipment. <laughs> I've actually oh. had that mailed to me. 
Yeah, we need to talk about that in a minute. But go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that's a plug. We got yes, yes. Throw the. Uh, throw but the no, I was going to let, let him finish before we before we got um, to that. Sure. But like, I think the biggest thing is like I I dropped beer off um, on the way down here, and I went to the store first time I've ever been before, and I just looked at it, I'm like, there is so much here, and I'm just looking around like, I don't have time to figure this out, mm. and I'm looking around like I'm looking for something that it just blows me like I haven't seen that. Like, I, I gotta go. And so I, that's what it was. Like I just have to go. Wow, I have okay. to drive because I had to drive. I'm like, sure, I have to get down sure, here. Sure. Like I just now here's 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 the thing is that if you have someone that's a proper liaison in the beer world, for instance, I used to go to merchants like once every three months and buy two hundred dollars worth of beer and stock up my fridge and craft beer. Now for the this this is mind you, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. When, yes, Zatuna Liquor existed, but they weren't selling singles. Mm-hmm. Merchants was the closest place that would sell singles of both import and craft. Everything that they had, you could buy in singles. So I would go to Merchants. And Annette May used to work there. And Annette May, who is uh, local, um, works at Schoolcraft College, who is one of our former sponsors. She is very, very knowledgeable of beer. So when I can go through and I can be like, all right, this is the kind of beer I want or this is the style I want, we can go through the the entire category of what they have or what they want or, you know, oh, well, if you liked this the last time, I can go through here. And when we talk about, mind you, I don't know how he keeps it up in his brain, but when we talk about Jack over at Zatuna Liquor, this dude knows you. And if you've talked to him once, twice, three times, you mentioned two beers that you like, nine out of ten times, his suggestion is going to be good. I, I will put my name, I'll put my show, I will put my stake on that because that is how good he is at figuring out your palate and uh, like making suggestions. And it's crazy because he doesn't try all those beers. <laughs> right. He, he doesn't know all of them. He does but his research. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he does his research. He listens to you. He talks to you as much as he talks and talks and talks and talks. I got out, in, I got out in 10 minutes. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, you're lucky. I mentioned better on draft. Got my little special, and I got special. out. There's nothing. No, <laughs> um, no, it is. It still exists. Oh, oh, okay. You, what are you doing? I haven't been up there in a while. Okay, okay. That's, I've that's, only been there once. Like, so now I'm willing. Like the to, dude saw me for the first time in probably of, like a year and a half at Detroit Beer Fest, and he was like, "Hey, Rob." I was like, "South of 50. Well, well, no, that that's the that's the memory. Like, though. I, I like his memory is, is impeccable. But, um, but when you have that kind of liaison that can direct you to the proper beers, when you go to Kroger, you go to Meyer, you go to I was about to say Farmer Jack, but they don't exist. <laughs> Damn, um, it's Farmer Jack. <laughs> You you go you go to these mega stores, you know Walmart, whatever. Nobody there knows, <laughs> right? You know, no. if, unless you run into a rep that might be able to help you, like if a Powers rep or a Fabiano Brothers sure. rep is there, that might be able to help. Yeah, but their standard store rep is not there. He's busy right. doing ten thousand other things. Right. Good. You go to these store like Action Liquor. You go to Finesse. You go you go to these places where they know a little bit more and can help guide you. But if they don't have that sales personality to help you, you're shit out of luck. Right. And right, at that you're point, shopping by yourself. Yeah. And at that point, yeah. then I'm going to buy the, the, the standard, you know, um, true, like whatever I want, like Newcastle or that's what Rochester. you're doing though. That's what you're doing. I'm not, I, I can't, I'm, I'm I can't checking just, I'm trying to find that big book. I'm trying to find that next best huh. thing. Yeah. But I have people to help me find that thing. 
I don't need that though. I can just find it myself. I, I, I want. Untapped is awesome for that. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps track. It, it keeps, keeps track, track what you drank. It keeps yes. track what I drank. Yes. Keep, That's I, I don't. I don't do any more grading on anything. I just check beers in. I don't do any scores. Anymore. I I I just to use keep track of what I had. I, I I haven't used Untapped in a long time for not the show. Uh, but you can like the on the show Bod Podcast B O D P O D C A S T to find out what we drank on the show. Yep. Um, but I used to rate like five. We'll drink again. Three. We'll try again. Zero. Don't drink again. Right. And that's how I would rate everything, just so I knew I would never make that mistake again. And I understand what you're saying. But with craft beer and the craft beer industry itself, like there's so many choices and so many good options that if I'm not not necessarily being sold, but if I'm not being like guided towards that, I'm not going to try your beer to try your beer, especially if I'm not going to Zatuna or somewhere that sells singles. Because mm-hmm. if I saw your six-pack of... You know, I'm just going to take this first one right here. Um, Tree Stand Pilsner. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to drink this. I'm not going to take this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find something that's a little bit more towards my my malt category or my my, my darker beer category. I'll drink it. But but that's the thing is, is that like there there's so many bad pilsners out there. True. And I yeah. don't want to have to weed through all the bad pilsners and the bad lagers to find the good one. Like yeah. Tree Stand. True. Because obviously the cost of a craft lager or craft pilsner versus your macro is a pretty good difference in price. And so if you make a mistake with, say, like a macro pilsner, you're like, all right, whatever. You make a mistake with a craft pilsner at double the price and your six-pack is 12 bucks or whatever, you're like, wow, I wasted 12 bucks on something that – that's why the singles market is so good. Yeah, that's exactly – I mean – Well, I would would spend 10% more – Per bottle, so if you know if it's six dollars for a six pack, I would pay a dollar ten per bottle. Like I would pay a ten percent surcharge just to have one bottle versus. I agree. Six. I agree. Yeah, and that's I think a lot of people started realizing that market went eight degrees, mm-hmm. built an entire business off yeah. of that market. That's true. Because eight degrees, you know the the Ferndale location, and I can't tell you how many times I've asked Tim. Can I break this six pack? Well, what about <laughs> what about this four pack? It's in a box. Well, what about right. this one? It's in a plastic carrier. Like he, he didn't care. Yeah. Because he he marked it up obviously per um, single, and you were able to try so much more. And I yeah. I think having that luxury between merchants and then eight degrees and then Zatuna, um, I don't. I'm just tired. Yeah. I just want. The same styles. I just want the same beers. But I mean, this show allows me to try a lot of beers that I'll never try. But when I go to a festival, I'm ready to try. Like I, I literally control F on the the PDF and typed in ALT for all beer. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in ESB. I typed okay. in mild. I typed in these styles I that I want to try. Too. Right. That. What's well, that? I could have brought the ESB we have too. I forgot about that. E- ESB yeah. is really really good, but I it's I another feel category people forget about. I think people forget about it, but I think you know as much as a, a lot of brewers will go and try another brewer's lager to see how good they are as a brewer i think the esb is right up there in regards to um a a style of beer where you can really fuck that beer up um and it tastes terrible (laughs) right like like kolsch is for me like if i see you make a kolsch nothing's in it that's the first beer i'm trying yeah i go to because if you can make a clean kolsch with nothing in it Mm -hmm. then like i have faith in everything else you're making it's gonna have a good chance of being good right right, rob i can't make i've been talking a lot what are we drinking that's right well we are drinking this is this was the taste of tavor for this week uh this is the one that that uh won the vote so from from pa yala uh out straight out of estonia hitting the baltic states is the cherry banger 
which is which is an it is an <laughs> imperial stout with cherries, chocolate, and vanilla. Uh, so this is one of the ones that uh, Tavor had sent to us. Uh, so for for those of us who are interested, Tavor is a uh, del- beer. I guess you could say it is a beer delivery service. You can What's go a on Vanilla Pod. It's it's a pod with vanilla in it. <laughs> it's a pot of vanilla bean. It's a pot of vanilla bean. Um, but does it have the beans in it, or is it just the pod? That, I don't know. I don't speak. It would make sense. that <laughs> If it's the pod, then it, it has the beans in it. it it's intact. It, it hasn't been, it has been cracked. I mean, open. really, then it doesn't, doesn't, I feel like that's just a waste of the vanilla. Cause the, the, you not don't necessarily. Have the, the price of vanilla, it's, you wouldn't use as much as the Yeah. Because it's not cheap. Well, I mean, I, I I feel like the pod's gonna encase the the bean and not really explode the vanilla well, flavor in it. What I've where I've the couple of people I've seen do things is I've seen people cut them open, take the beans out, use the pods. I've seen people just cut it open with everything still in there and use it. I've seen people use you know. So there's so Extract. many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I would ask on. you, but you don't speak Estonian, so exactly. Right. Yeah. No abla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely get the cherry in this for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The cherry is there. And they actually that brewery did a. Um, a couple of versions of that hmm. that I've had, um, and it was uh, they were all really good. I don't think I had the cherry one though yet. So uh, well, now you but did. Tavor is is definitely out there. Like I said, you can get the app through uh, iTunes or, or I guess the Apple iStore or Android. Give you the, the ability to purchase some of the can beers that are out there. Hmm? Can I get this on my? <laughs> you black. might be able to get in there BlackBerry. Um, and basically, like I said, you can purchase the beers that are out there. What about they my will, Windows phone? Yeah, maybe your Windows phone, too. Judging now times two. But whatever beer that you get out there, you can have that shipped to you for the low, low price of $14.90 every shipment. Uh, they also have a subscription service where you can get six, eight, or 12 beers every month, two months, or three months, um, which I believe for those, they do not charge shipping for those. Um, there have been a lot of things that have been popping up lately between the 12 days of beer mist to a 2013 The Abyss from the shoots. I saw that come out. Which yep. uh, is is pretty damn pretty damn hit. They actually had Fremont Dark Star this past week, which yeah, I took I partook on that stuff. Um, <laughs> but the promo code is still out there. Promo code Robert, which will give you a $10 credit for the first $25 that you spend towards beer. Uh, so, And that is for, for new users only. I actually need to get, get in touch with them to see if – I think we've got enough new users now that I think we need to come up with hopefully a new promo code. So now, we Robert, get in touch with them. how do you spell Robert? You spell that R-O-B-E-A-R. Thank you. And you also Thank spell you. Tavor, T-A-V-O-U-R. Maybe we should just call it Rob Ear. Rob <laughs> Yeah, Ear. Rob Ear. But, but definitely look out for – got to figure out what I'm going to do for a Taste of Devor next Tuesday as uh, we, Are you we out? put that out there. Hmm? Are you out or do you sell beers to pick from? Um, I'm basically no, no. I'm not out. I, they, okay. They've given me more than enough, and and definitely shout out to to Ashley at Tavor for um, just this shipping beer. It's like I was not expecting the amount that she has shipped to us. Um, so I, I am we. I think as a group is very appreciative to everything that they've sent to us. Uh, but I, I think I, there's a Hubbard's Cave uh, Simcoe that I've not broken out with yet. Uh, between that and I might put that up against the uh, the Berliner. Uh, that lost this week, oh, okay. Okay. And, and see which one of those get picked. So I, I'm going to throw. I'm going to. I might. That might be the uh, Hubbard's the, the cave pick. through Tavor is good. Yeah, yeah. Without right. a doubt. So you have that. You have the discovery option, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. But it's is there. So get you some. Get on to Tavor and, and 
buy you some damn beer. Did we open all the big buck? Yes, we did. Good. Damn. Just making sure. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Better on Draft Podcast, episode 201. Thank you to our sponsors. We have Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Tavor, um, the Ferndale set. Why do I feel like I'm missing one? Mm. I don't think I am. I, I think, think that's everything. Sure. That's everything. <laughs> Better on Draft. Better on Draft on all the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Bod Podcast on Untapped. You can follow us. And listen to us every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. Join us in the chat. Doug, where can they find Big Buck? Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> you listen to the show, so you know this is the end of the show. Like, <laughs> I would think you would be um, like a little you can more. Find here in Royal Oak, you can find it at Campbell's Party Store on 8th Street, I believe, I think. Okay. Campbell, Campbell's on 8th. Uh, Oliver Teen Market in Genesee County and Grand Blanc. Ideal party store in Bay City. And the further you go north, you might as well just come to the brewery and taste it on draft. The brewery's off of what exit? Uh, it's exit 282 on I-75 in Gaylord, Michigan. You can't miss the giant big bottle. All right. Uh, social medias, where can they find you? You can find us at The Big Buck Brewery for both Instagram and Facebook. All right. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Better on draft. Ed, thank you very much for uh, swinging Thank you for having in. me. Of course, uh, I'm going to regret that decision later. Uh, no matter yeah. what you think of your beer, we think it's... <gasps> Better on track. Have a good night. Peace.